Hey everyone, Deadbeat Hero here. Welcome to another episode of Arcade Podcast. I hope you all are doing awesome. Just a quick announcement that May the 13th, uh, this Friday, depending on when you're listening to this, um, I will be taking part in a graffiti discussion at Go Indigo Conference. So you can register for this online if you want to check it out. Uh, you could view it online or attend in person. Um, seems like it's a really cool event. It's going to be from like the 11th to 13th. For more information, check it out at go-indigo.eu. Cool. So for today's episode, we have a really awesome guest, uh, somebody that I've been planning to speak to for quite a while, NDZW. We talked a lot about him um, and his art process, how his art has changed in the last few years um, after moving from Poland to Vienna, and um, yeah, the story behind his art or the lack of, and just everything about art and living in a different country, (laughs) moving to Vienna from other places, which I can totally relate to and a lot of us can. So without further ado, let's get into it. Please help me welcome NDZW. Tell you welcome, man. I want to welcome. Hey, you. hey! Nice to be <laughs> here, man. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to come to the sure one. Sure. Did you listen to some of the other episodes, man? Yeah, I did. I did. I dude. I listened to clips. To be honest with okay, you, you yeah, kind of no. You catch me in a in a moment where I'm pretty disconnected from art in general. Yeah. Like since the last year and a half, two years, I haven't been paying attention to art in like almost any any significant way somehow yeah. yeah yeah is there a reason for that or i don't know man you know i i just i guess i just have these periods because um let's say around 2017 i had this first uh uh this first moment when i when i actually started uh thinking or considering if i want to do this anymore somehow mm-hmm. uh and i guess i'm kind of back in a moment like this at, you know yeah currently but i don't know i'm just you know i'm not forcing myself to do anything i'm just seeing where it takes me writing it out yeah i think we're all kind of in that boat yeah. for the most part yeah 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 how long have you been in vienna now bro um, <laughs> let's say i might have come here at 2005 15 or 16 but okay. for all legal purposes and everything yeah. I'm officially here since 2017 but okay. allegedly <laughs> allegedly 2015 okay got you yeah. yeah I got here around that time 2014 is when I arrived okay yeah so but you pretty much never went back for longer to back to the states or not to live just to go visit yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. I came here and I just kind of slowly started to Either I started planting roots or, or Vienna started to grab hold of me. <laughs> Somehow I kind of, yeah. maybe I just welcomed the embrace of, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. cold embrace of, of Vienna. I yeah, welcomed man. It. But yeah, I'm actually, that's also something I'm really, really thinking about hard in the last months, let's say. Like, because I, I, at this point, I don't really feel like I have a national identity in some way. Mm-hmm. Because when I go back to Poland, I'm, I don't really feel at home over there. Like, you know, of course, besides visiting my parents and like staying with them that's home for me but yeah, I, true. I don't feel like 
at home just you know traveling around or like even being out in the city i don't feel like i belong over there like a hundred percent and i definitely don't feel like i'm you know i'm austrian in any yeah. way isn't that a weird feeling like i have the same uh same thing i'm like stuck between homes but it's like it's a weird feeling I try not to think about it. Yeah, too bro, much. but you're like you're 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 like legitimately a part of Austrian society now since yeah. you're married, I guess. And yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm happy for it, man. I mean, I like Vienna a lot. Is I mean, for the most for all. Yeah, this, sure, sure, of yeah. course. You know, I have. I also I can't complain. Of course, yeah. there is a reason I came over here. You know, and it's, it's and it's not because it was like all like you know all super dandy back home back in my previous you know home yeah, somehow. Yeah. So I appreciate everything that comes with living here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm also still, like, wondering if I see myself staying here in the next 10, 15, however many years yeah. somehow. You know? Yeah, I think that's that's true, yeah. I also think the same, but it's, I mean, I'm, of course, I'm married now, but it's, yeah, I, I left, yeah, I had to yeah. leave with my, with my wife, but it's, um, you never know what happens. I always thought I was going to stay in Texas for, for the rest of my life or something, and then, you know, shit but, happens and I'm gone. That was never on the table, you know, with you and your now wife to, you know, to even consider going back to the States at some point? Or I've mentioned it a few times. I've mentioned I have, it. I'm yeah. not not saying, like, I want to do that 100%, but yeah. just saying, what if it comes to this? What if the war gets fucking crazy here? Let's go back to Texas, something like that. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, it would be like a last resort thing. I don't really want to live in the states again. Really? Yeah, I'd rather right. I'd rather live in Europe. Uh, I'd rather stay here in Europe. Yeah. Um, I love going to visit the states. It's like my favorite thing. But it's for me, it's like visiting Disney World or something. It's like I go okay. there and I get I go to all the cool shops. I go to Walmart. I buy everything <laughs> I want, and I come back with a big suitcase full of like all Mickey right. Mouse ears, and I'm happy for for yeah, yeah, yeah. a year, and then I go back again. So, um, but I love. I don't know. I just love being in Europe. I think the feeling of Europe, the it's something about it that's, that's okay. But feels more comfortable. Of course, this not being my podcast, but let me ask you this: like, no, you can <laughs> ask me all the questions you want. <laughs> but uh, of course, like uh, outside, let's say the 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 obvious things. But in the way, like you see yourself as you know, as P, as as a part of the Austrian society. Did anything change in your head after, you know, getting married somehow after, you know, the, the way you view yourself and I don't know, you operate or like you, I don't know, you, you interact with people, anything actually, was there a switch that, you know, kind of went off or? That made me feel like I was more Austrian? Yeah, I don't know. Something like well, that. I think what, what helped me a lot is, is meeting uh, my, my now wife, like. I don't know, about four years ago, uh -huh. and her family embracing me, and it gave me this kind of family here in Austria. That All right, yeah. And so I didn't feel so alone, you know? Okay. Of course, I miss my family back in Texas, but it's it feels really nice to have somebody to talk, you know, somebody, to, a, a family to depend on. Who, yeah, yeah. And this really changed everything for me, that I was like, okay, I'm, I feel comfortable here. So yeah. when, uh, what what brought you to Vienna specifically? Do you, I mean, oh, bro, it's um, I mean it's 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 pretty simple in a way because um, one of my best friends from high school he he went to university to university here he studied at Boku at Bonn Kultur Universität. Okay, what kind of university is that? Is it for, is biotech. It? Oh, okay. I don't know, like okay. shit like that. Okay, okay. So he was a um, like proper scientist, mm -hmm. uh, a serious person. Now he doesn't live in Vienna anymore. But you know, when he was studying here, I just came over to visit him, mm -hmm. and like in the course of that, I ended up like meeting Skrull, Ru, and all these guys. It was about around the time where Oxymoron was also you know being established when it was starting out around 2015. Yeah, yeah. something like that. 
allegedly. Yeah, we got was, you. We got you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lock yeah. Them up, boys. Yeah. yeah, but so uh, I came. You know, during one of the visits, I just you know uh, DM'd or you know messaged the guys on Facebook. You know, some of them like reached out. And, I mean, answered back to me, and yeah, we just we just connected. We just you know. Established, you know, it, it just it just felt good to to work with these dudes, and yeah. you know, I I felt that might be the right move to do since uh, I was already like thinking about moving to another place. You know, I I didn't I, I felt like the place where I was living at was you know somewhat limiting to me, and I was looking for ways to I don't know be able to take my shit to another level, and mm-hmm. yeah, it just somehow naturally happened you know where was that where were you before so uh i was living and i spent most of my adult life back in poland in Szczecin or Stettin for mm-hmm. the uh german speakers mm-hmm. out there Stettin. yeah so that's that's pretty close to the uh polish german border way like uh, okay. up northwest mm-hmm. also like two hours away from berlin so i also used to go to berlin pretty often oh, for right. like gigs and i don't know like exhibitions and shit like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. So Berlin was also always an option for me, but yeah. somehow, you know, this, this, this seemed way more natural, you know, in the course of like, you know, me having all these friends here, it just, you know, just yeah. seemed like the natural, logical next step to do Yeah, somehow. And you were already doing street art at the time? Or? Uh, I was actually pretty new to that shit because I've been, let's say my first legit piece, I actually painted in... I want to say 2013, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've been, of course, I have a longer history doing like illustration, posters, like album covers, shit like that, freelancing. But uh, like I'm saying, my first legit quote unquote piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, you know, I did, I think, 2013 or early 2014. Okay. In Poland? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That was all in Stettin back there. I was doing walls before that, but it was more like, you know, like drawing with markers. And oh, okay. And like, yeah. I, I think I did like one one restaurant. I did like two two paintings in my friends, like flats and shit like that. So mm-hmm. actually one of the one of the friends where I did one of those paintings that we, we had a common, I mean, she had a friend that was, uh, that also was also a graffiti, graffiti writer. And mm-hmm. he kind of reached out to me like, Hey, you maybe want to try out this shit, you know, like, yeah. And pretty much that's how it started, you know? Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I kind of, I guess I never looked back and it became my main focus somehow, you yeah. know, throughout the years. Were you? Did you go to school for any of these studies? No, no, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a serious person. I have a, <laughs> I have a degree in architecture, which I, I never actually utilized properly. Oh, okay, but yeah. this is what you. This is the direction you wanted to go initially. Was the um, architecture? No, man. It's, it's hard to say what was the, the direction I wanted okay. to go originally because uh, back when I was about to go to university, which was. I don't, don't want to say two, 2005 mm-hmm. was the year I had my matura. Uh, and I kind of wanted to do something that had something to do with like graphics or like, you know, artsy stuff, but also mm-hmm. technology in a way. But there was no like proper university mm-hmm. courses like connected to that. Yeah. So I ended up studying IT for one year and I I dropped out and yeah, then, then, then I just kind of gave architecture a chance, which mm-hmm. was, you know, kind of a logical step because it was also something that would uh, 
that will let's say calm down the the family and everything that I'm yeah. you know I'm kind of kind of on the right track to yeah. to get a proper like respectable job yeah but also hopefully you know be able to do something more creative mm-hmm. which actually in the end I didn't do much in the <laughs> in, in the course of of me studying back there but uh yeah, but it somehow it got me here, you know. Yeah, I've been also thinking a lot about my uh, university years, and to be, to be quite honest with you, if I could, which of course nobody is able to, but yeah. if I could like take out these five years mm-hmm. out of my life and be able to, you know, like do something different, yeah, I would probably do that at this point because I really feel like university education is pretty useless these days. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, especially in what we do, which yeah. you know. Yeah, of course. There's no like legit, you know, path to to I don't know to becoming a mural graffiti yeah. slash street artist, however True. you want to call it. Just it just takes time and and learning and yeah, yeah. Yourself. I mean, dude, you I've, can't learn this in school. I've I always feel like I'm like like we were like we were just talking, you know, be, before we started recording. That mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I don't know five six years behind because I feel like I just started kind of late in life. Yeah, I also did the same. I mean, I moved here when I was 34, and I was like fuck you know like now i'm gonna start really pursuing art yeah and then five years later from living here i start to actually make a name for myself and now i'm here like my goal is to be able to to like be able to sell my artwork and if i'm doing that when i'm 80 that's fine for me dude i don't care what it is yeah sure but it would have been really cool to be able to do that when you're like i don't know 39 or some shit right of course yeah, but um, the way I see it, if I if I go out on top, then that's that's fine for me. Then I have no way to disappoint anybody <laughs> or myself. But so was that was that always a thing you were thinking of, even you know, way back in the day, like when you were working at the comic book store or something? Was that something that you know to you, do artwork? Or? Yeah, 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 and I've be able to live off of artwork. More I, importantly. I never I actually didn't think it was a, even a possibility because I thought that if you were an artist, okay, you have to be a comic book artist. Yeah, you have to draw cartoons, like, yeah, and or you have to be, like, a real serious fine artist, you know. Yeah. And then it was around this time, I don't know, early two thousands. I started to see, maybe later two thousand five, two thousand six. I started to see people uh, making big murals, like Buff Monster in yeah, New York, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just like, dude, these guys are painting cartoons on buildings, yeah, and they're yeah, getting yeah. paid, and they're making toys. Like, this is fucking awesome. And I saw yeah. what they're doing, and I was like, dude, yeah. I want to do that really bad, but where do you start? You know, it's not like, you, okay, I'm going to enroll in this school and learn how to do that. It's like, you need to kind of be comfortable being uncomfortable and like going out yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. it and doing it and meeting people who are kind of not judging you to your face and they're letting you kind of grow and create. And but but so art. did you have someone to, you know, that was somehow, I don't know, quote unquote mentoring you or, you know, that kind of showed you the ropes in the beginning, like in San Antonio or something or? Not really. I was, what I was doing was I was, um, I didn't really know the art scene in San Antonio so much. Uh-huh. So I started my own art event, a live art event called Art Slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and with that, I started to get to know the other artists and when they started to be more comfortable with me, some of the graffiti artists like invited me to go paint with them, and I started to paint like my sweater men yeah, like, for the yeah, first time. Yeah, so, yeah. This is back in like 2012 or something, and I only did like two or three times because we didn't have like legal walls that we could paint all the time. So it was 
So there's no like a legal hall of fame in anywhere around the area where you grew up? Not in San Antonio, no. There's really? on, on the okay. side of the paint store there there's one but it's it's legal but only if you get permission from from the know, owner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just the owner but the guy. Uh, okay, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, a graffiti guy yeah, who yeah, runs yeah, it. Yeah, sure, you know sure, I mean? sure. Got it, Which got happens it. a lot in in the US. Like there's a wall here or in other countries also other cities. There's a nice wall here but you have to ask, you know, this guy to do it. Yeah, it wasn't until I moved here when I was like Okay. I was like, I'm just going to f- do this full time. But when you go back now just to visit, do people treat you differently as as far as, you know, you being then more of a European artsy guy somehow? Or I do. I, I don't know if I feel it as much that I get treated differently, but I do have a different group of people that I hang out with now when I go there. All right. So now I have like I'm part of a, a crew in Texas who's like a big street art um, muralist crew with uh-huh. the girls and guys all over Texas. So whenever I go back, they always have walls lined up. I tell them I'm coming like a month before. Okay. And so I'm always hanging out with them. And then I see my old friends for a few beers, but it's usually like the mission is to do like three or four walls while I'm in Texas and I come back. Okay. Okay. But are there any, I don't know, like big misconceptions that people ha- have as far as how this thing works here, you know, painting in Europe? Do, do people think of it in some way that is way different than it is from the States? I mean, I think... They see the style differently. Like, I don't know about actually painting, painting. You know what I mean? All right, like, yeah. The aesthetic is always the same. I think that they don't realize how how much easier it is for us in, uh-huh. in here to to just go and paint. It's kind of yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. like going skating with your friends. You know, like, let's go, <laughs> let's grab some paint, let's go paint. Yeah, let's yeah. Paint. But would you say like, well, as far as the aesthetics go, the 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 main difference between let's say Vienna and San Antonio is like what here it's more like artsy slash anti style slash I don't know mm-hmm. um, naive a little bit or yeah. I mean the difference in in San Antonio specifically it's a lot it's the artwork that's accepted more is a lot more realism okay. it's a lot more also um, you have a lot of like this Aztec style you know what I mean okay, so they want to okay. So yeah, it's something that's way more obviously eye-catching. I yeah. don't know. I mean, they want um, a big mural of their famous uh, Spurs basketball player. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. And they want it with some cool like Aztec theme background. Sure, and this sure. is going to be everywhere when you, you're getting jobs if you're painting that. You know? Yeah. But if yeah, you go yeah. there and you're like, I want to paint this abstract face with a snake coming out of its eyes, it's like. I uh, don't know about that. You know, can yeah. you put a basketball in its hand. Or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's it's a little more it's, easier here, and for yeah. as, as far as you know, being able to push your own ideas somehow. Yeah, I think it's here. You have uh, it's a little bit more open. Um, I mean, of course, you also see a lot of the same elements being highlighted more here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is just. It's, I think it's more public um, appeal than than anything else. I think yeah, yeah. the aesthetic they want uh, you know pretty leaves on this building. They don't want like a big angry robot staring sure, at you. Man, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean you and know I understand that. Yeah, sure. In general, people never want anything that's kind of angry slash aggressive slash. You of know, course, of course. Yeah. It's like every time I get a commission and somebody says that I'm pretty much able to do whatever I want to do, I always have this you know in the back of my head that you really want me to do what sure? I what I want to do <laughs> and it's like 90% of the times it ends up them like really having some sort of a specific image you know some some like little section of what I do is what yeah. they like and yeah. you know it, it's it's not like you always get I mean you almost never get complete freedom so yeah. you know yeah yeah it's it, it's always seems like complete freedom until they come with like their color list <laughs> you can you use these three colors? It's our logo colors. Like, okay, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, what can you do? It's just. Nah, but I mean, listen, dude. Like, I kind of get it in the end because you know, 
in the end, what we're doing, it is a selfish thing, selfish thing in, in like many, many ways, I think. Yeah. It is a selfish thing more than it isn't somehow because yeah. in essence, you know, like making a big painting outside is just saying like, hey, here's what I want to say. I'm going to say it whether you like it or not. Let's say when you're painting at Dono Canal yeah, yeah. and you're going to look at it whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. And I pretty much don't care what you think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, I, I, I feel like, you know, everybody cares to some extent like what other people think about it yeah. because we end up painting in public. You don't like fucking do a sketch on a little post-it and put it in your like back pocket and <laughs> yeah, never, never show it to anybody. Yeah, you know? yeah. I kind of get it because, you know, let's say you're going abroad to paint a big wall. Most likely you're only going to see this, the, 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 you know, the finished painting right after you're done and you're maybe not even ever going to come back there, right? Yeah. And there's like thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people that are going to see it every day on mm -hmm. their way to work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it kind of is a balancing act, but... Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't really have a, a a good answer to that, or like a set opinion that would be, you know, like a, a, a to, <laughs> <laughs> to satisfy that. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a, any like creative people in your family, or is it just you that kind of? Uh, no, I mean, you know, my mo let's say my mom is a creative spirit, but she never, you know, it w it was never like she 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 it was never like her main thing to do art, or you know, even. No, no, no one in my family was like making a living out of making art, you mm -hmm. know. I'd probably say, yeah, ninety percent of my people in in my family are, have nothing to do with art somehow, yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah. And how do they feel about you going to that direction? I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> I want to say they were supportive most of the time, but you know, it's like parents at least you know from my experience parents are like you know of course like we're going to support you you can do whatever you want to do mm -hmm. but it would be nice if you could pay the bills you know <laughs> yeah. but it would be nice if this that and the other so yeah. for example with my dad i would say he 100 percent accepted what i'm doing right now when he was actually able to see that i'm able to make good money off of it you know pay my bills you know buy some nice shit and yeah. kind of have a decent life out of it yeah. which is you know which is understandable like yeah. i get it this is their way of showing you that they care because yeah, yeah. like yeah they don't want to worry about you like, yeah i mean dude of course like as 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 you know as fucking romanticized as it is, I, I don't think like many of the artists that are like famous right now, a lot of them didn't have a good life somehow. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to end up on the street. I don't yeah, want to, you course. know, dude, I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, I would be lying to myself if I said that I don't want to have, you know, a fucking nice house with a pool and just fucking chill and yeah, you know, be course. able to fucking sell my art and not, not worry about many things. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but it's important to have family members that are just like, they kind of trust that you at least have some idea of what direction you want to go or that, yeah, what you yeah. want to do. And, but I think in the end, it's about um, the quality of life that you have. Like, if you're not making art and you're working um, as an architect, but you're just, you want to paint, it's like, you're yeah. just miserable. What, what kind of life is that? You know? Yeah, sure, sure. Some things that are more important than, than the money. But how, how was it with you? Was it was it like you know? No, my family was always supportive of what I would do. Yeah. Um, before I moved here, I was working as for UPS as like a as a driver. Like really, yeah. for eleven years, I was doing this, and this was really good money. And I had the house, and everything was fine. Um, and then I decided to throw it all away to follow art. And I think yeah. if my parents were worried about it, they didn't really show it. So okay, it was good. sick, were, nice. I was just like this is what I'm gonna do, and 
I mean, in my mind, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is that I end up going back to where I started again, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, just go back true. and find another job. So, and I think after I explained this to some of my friends who were kind of worried about it, they they understood, like, yeah, you're right, just fucking go for it and see what yeah. happens. Yeah, I don't think they expected me to be here now for seven years, but um, but yeah, I didn't honestly expect that I would be here for seven years now. All right, all right, but uh, that's nice, man, because like on my end, for example. Uh, When I was uh, studying architecture, we had this class for uh, sculpture and painting. And all I can say is that attending that class made me not want to draw and paint more than anything <laughs> else. Somehow, you know, it was yeah. really, really discouraging in many ways. But in the end, I think it kind of pushed me towards just trying to figure out Photoshop and trying to, you know, be creative in other ways, which ended up being a helpful thing, I feel mm. like. Yeah. But what I, w what I would say was just uh, this whole faculty was just run by, uh, I mean, I don't want to say anything too bad about these people. Maybe <laughs> some of them have passed away already or some shit. But uh, well, they won't know then. Yeah, but it seemed like, you know, there, there, there was a lot, of, a lot of people who, a lot of people who were teaching there, I felt like they felt like they were the shit, but they just didn't get the recognition they should have gotten. And they were trying to, I don't know. Uh, take it out on you yeah a little yeah. bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't a, a very uh, encouraging time creatively in my life in in that regard i would say but what kind of classes did you enjoy like as far as creative classes and stuff or any other classes mm. i mean bro i almost didn't enjoy anything like yeah. back then you know i mean what it made me realize for sure which which was a good thing is that you know even if i don't enjoy something If it is something I need to do, and if I apply myself to it, I can mm -hmm. do it really good. Because I ended up graduating with like pretty good grades and shit. You know, mm -hmm. on my final exam, I also did pretty well. My mm -hmm. final project went pretty well, and yeah. In the end, I, you know, like I'm saying, it just it just made me realize that you know, once you apply yourself to something, you can sort of really get good at something even though <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the the thing I saw myself you know I saw a future with yeah. somehow yeah. Uh, but yeah to be honest also with you after it was even during that uh, during me studying I kind of uh, got drawn to like tattooing a little bit oh, you know, really got interested in that I actually I want to say one or one year after graduating so that was still before I actually you know started painting outside and like painting murals and shit I ended up landing an apprenticeship in a in, in a tattoo studio oh, back cool. in Poland yeah yeah that was pretty cool but it also made me realize that it's not something that I want to do somehow yeah. Yeah. you know I can imagine that too yeah I would say the, the the biggest thing that was discouraging for me is like comparing to you know making a mural or like a big piece outside I would much rather have like one big project that I can work on let's say for the for a week or some shit mm -hmm. than rather than just have like five small things that I'm supposed to do in the course of one day yeah 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 I know what you mean somehow yeah. you know did you ever think about going back to it after that or you're just like nah like No, nah, I mean, of course, like everything, it kind of, I, I can see how it, how it, you know, how it is useful to, you know, the way I, I don't know, approach sketching or I don't mm -hmm. know, so I can be efficient with shit, but no, it was just, you know, I, I have shit tons of like respect for, you know, like legit tattoo yeah, yeah, artists and people exactly. who do it for a living, but yeah, I, I don't see myself doing that somehow, yeah. you know. It takes a lot of commitment also to get to the point to where people are coming to you for, for your particular style, not just because you tattoo and they want like Mickey Mouse with a. Or something yeah, like that. But, but you know, what, what I also 
kind of learned during that time is like it is a very particular and a different skill on its own. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 a different thing from drawing. Like you yeah. know, one of the advices I got that you know now since you still have the time, focus on drawing as much as possible because mm-hmm. once you start tattooing, you're actually not gonna have the time to draw. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like uh, just the uh, the skill of you know like transferring the shit that you have on paper mm-hmm. onto I- into somebody's skin is like a completely different thing on its own. You know, figuring out how to operate the machine and you know yeah, how to hold it, how yeah. to stretch the skin is like you know. Mm. But I also feel like it it somehow still also transfers to what we're doing now because. Also, just painting, you know, painting outside, painting big things has a limitation, many limitations of its own that, you know, true. And like uh, things that you need to somehow figure out that you don't necessarily see or that you don't encounter when, I don't know, fucking drawing on an iPad or drawing on paper, you know. It's a whole other other thing, actually. I mean, you know, for me, for example, uh, a big thing which I still struggle with is like, when I do sketches on paper, I like to. I also like to do more like expressive, loose shit. Mm-hmm. But once you're supposed to do the same thing on a wall that's, you know, let's say fucking twelve meters high, you know, five meters wide, you're mm-hmm. not able to, you know, just fucking make a smudge. I don't know, smudge a little bit of paint with your finger yeah, and get yeah. a random weird gesture, shady thingy that looks cool. Yeah, you're not able to do that with, you know, with the tools you have to, you know, to to. The tools you have at hand when you're painting yeah, a wall. Yeah, you have to be creative, like how you can um, either replicate that or just. Yeah, I mean, it. well, with me, I've, I still, I don't think I've found a good way to replicate that, and yeah. you know, that kind of, that also is something that uh, influenced a lot the way that I paint right now, because mm-hmm. the way that I paint right now is also like pretty simple. It's just a, a lot of just you know flat shapes, flat filling, and mm-hmm. not really. Not a lot of fancy effects or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's very meat and potatoes the way I see it somehow. <laughs> but graphically, it works so well, I think. Yeah, I mean, Especially sure. with the color choices that you use. Yeah, um, thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, maybe maybe this is going to be the first first uh, first occasion <laughs> where many people are going to be able to, to, to hear about this, but I'm partially colorblind. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so I don't know, dude. So maybe that's that's that's, <laughs> maybe that's, that's why I end up choosing like certain because my my color palettes are usually pretty desaturated somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like using a lot of neon, really like you know like eye fucking colors. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, but uh, but yeah, like I'm saying, it it definitely like to be honest with you, I don't really. How, how can I put it? You know, for example, the print that you've seen is like, is a completely, completely different way of approaching, way of thinking, way of structuring things. When, when I when I start doing something that's, you know, that's going to be exclusively a print or that's going to be exclusively a thing on paper, mm-hmm. I think about it completely differently when I think about something that's going to be a wall. Because with me also, and I guess with you, it's similarly, it's like, I don't freestyle on walls too much. Yeah, I, I, I always have a sketch. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I, I, freestyling for me, I'm always disappointed in myself, or I can't get out of my own head. It's like, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, but for me, it's also you know what's uh, what's I would say the biggest downside of uh, trying to figure out shit once you're you know in front of the wall is mm-hmm. like you end up losing a shit ton of time. You, you end yeah. up losing the whole day when you know True. you're not satisfied with something and. I would yeah. much rather sit down and you know try to do seven versions of my on my iPad and you know yeah. be able to pick the one that I like 
and then be like, I don't know, semi sure that the final outcome is going to be somewhat, you know, satisfying. Exactly. I know that I, I feel I'm, I'm having more, um, I'm enjoying it a lot more when I know the direction I'm going in. It's like, and, and even though the end result might not be exactly what I envisioned, that's totally fine. But as long as I have the roadmap like set yeah. and I can kind of, it's also very important to be able to, infl- to, uh, to improvise on the fly because the wall, you know, is totally different from an iPad. So like this pipe that's sticking out or this wall that's fucked up, like you have to find out new ways to do it. So yeah, yeah, and that yeah. makes, that makes it fun. Yeah, sure. But, you know, for me, let's say with, with big walls, it's actually something that I also try to use to my advantage because mm-hmm. uh, I, on bigger projects, I don't use a projector or a beamer, as they mm-hmm. call it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I, a lot of the times I just use uh, these specific points, like, you know, like cracks, little windows, yeah. pipes and shit that are sticking out. Like to registration kind of, marks. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. To yeah. kind of know, okay, the fucking, the nose is on the same height and, as yeah. this thing here. Yeah. I do the same, yeah. yeah. Even, even if, it just, it's just so much faster. I don't want to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but it's, that's after years of just going out there and looking at my, looking at my paper and, and doing it by hand, you know. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. It was way later when I started to realize that you can do it this other way and learning from other artists. But I think you need to have both of those uh, skills, you know what I mean? You need to be able to do it just by looking at something and drawing it, and you, have to, you can use the, the, the registration um, help when you need it, you know? That's true, but with me, I would say, like, as far as commissioned paintings go, but commissioned paintings go, that things that are, you know, are not, uh, that are almost, almost entirely something that the client asks for mm-hmm. it's not like a very creative thing for me i just end yeah. up using the projector i don't give a fuck i do know. the same thing too yeah as I, fast as you can get it done and yeah. as long as the client is satisfied is like yeah. dude. i mean it's it just that just makes perfect sense i mean you, you show them a photo or a picture of the, yeah. the sketch yeah. and they expect that to be exactly yeah on the wall. exactly they don't want anything different but but still i for example i still feel like uh I feel I'm in a minority here as far as, uh, you know, being so meticulous in like preparing myself for doing pieces, even my personal stuff, because most of the people here that, you know, I somehow have around me that are also painting, most of these people just, you know, kind of freestyle, do it on the go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's a whole different skill set. And there's a lot of, I don't know, a lot of confidence that comes with that. Like for me, freestyle, I haven't been able to unlock that, that part of my brain 100% yet. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh-huh. Like, um, there's a painting that I have in the, in the studio and I this big, uh, this one with all the characters on it. This one, I just finished this last week and it's like one and a half meters by one meters, uh, one meters, one meter. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, this one, I'm just going to totally freestyle. I'm going to do some abstract shit. I just want to have fun with it and just throw some paint and try some effects. And so I did that and I taped off some stuff and I started to do some shit. Yeah. And I took a photo of it and then I didn't know where to go from there. Uh-huh. And I looked at it, I was like, is this done? And my mind just kicked in and like, this isn't anything. And like, what do you, you know, like I started to fuck with myself. Uh-huh. And in the, in the end, I just painted over the whole thing. And yeah, just no, thinking like you're a giant failure and you fucking shoot yourself. Yeah, then. it's just, yeah. It, it was just not fun for me anymore. Like I thought it was going to be a relaxing thing. Yeah. And for me, it was so like opposite of that, <laughs> that I was like, it's more relaxing when I know how it should look already in a way, but yeah. to the, for the most part, I also like to surprise myself a little bit, but for the most part, I like to know that this is, 
the outcome it was going to be. But that's just now. I, I don't know. Maybe a year from now, my it, it changes. But you don't. You don't. Know yeah, that. but still, I would say you know, it's not something that you necessarily have to unlock in the future. Maybe you know, maybe some people are just like that, and some people are you know, some people need to sort of have this whole like preparation process True. before they before they they actually can start. And some people just can just do it on the fly. Yeah, and maybe the people who are good at freestyling aren't exactly as good and you know mm. being able for example to to make a pr- very precise sketch and like show it beforehand before mm. they actually start you know yeah that's the good thing about it is that if uh, with every mural i do i already have the digital work done so if yeah. i decide to do prints it's ready to go actually yeah. yeah or if somebody orders a canvas with the same painting yeah which, which happens quite a lot with me somehow oh, nice yeah 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 <laughs> but i wonder if this also also translates to daily life like i think i'm Sure, man. I'm sure. I'm. I'm pretty confident that you know that it does. Yeah, I think I'm pretty prepared as far as like when I if I have to go to the airport for a trip, for example. Like I'm pretty organized in that point. Like got to be there at this time. I got to set up. I have all the shit ready to go. Yeah, but then you end up being surrounded by a bunch of people who aren't organized, and like <laughs> the all of the weight of being prepared, knowing which gate to go to, what's the time where this shit leaves, yeah. where to go. Like yeah. everybody's counting that you're gonna be the guy who knows. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they're like, you know, there there's no responsibility whatsoever, right. and all the other people, and yeah, <laughs> the burden of the organized person. Yeah, man. <laughs> Somehow, you know. True. But yeah, I've. Dude, you just gotta be who you are, you yeah. know. I'm, I don't, I don't know, man. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. So when did you uh, start to find this this style that you're using now? Like, did, was there a specific time where you were started to find that this was the way you wanted to go? Or hmm, that's an interesting question. I I would say that was definitely after coming to Vienna mm-hmm. somehow, but. Uh, I can't really, you know, I I can't really put a finger on like one specific, you know, pointed point in time where I would say, okay, this is I, because, for example, with these like comic book panels that a lot of people feel like, you know, it's always like a story or something with what I do. Mm-hmm. For me, it was simply like the the ability to manage space better because I was used to. You know, when I was working at home on paper, I would mm-hmm. always use vertical, like uh, hor- uh, portrait uh, uh, formats, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And most of the spaces that are available here are more like, you know, like style-oriented, horizontal and shit. So yeah. rather than just try to, I don't know, stretch one thing to a weird proportion, I would just divide it into, I don't know, three separate spaces and paint three things next yeah, to each yeah. other somehow. So I would say that that's one thing that that definitely started over here, you know. Yeah, once you started to, to use these walls here and, and started to realize the, the formats and stuff. Yeah, but I think maybe the first painting where I actually did these these panels was um, it was one of these big pillars at Salzburg under Salzburgbrücke. Okay, at the canal with you know I had these, this one piece with the hands holding like a blanket that was burning and like a fucking plant or something, mm-hmm. which of course ended up getting tagged with like weird kids names afterwards. Of course, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, one thing that's that's really interesting for me always, like, uh, connected to this style is, like, people always try to ascribe some deep meaning on that yeah, shit they try, when yeah. they see it, you know? I can imagine that, yeah, I can imagine I that. Mean, I mean, I think people need to do that. I think a lot of people, 
they 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 want to understand the story behind it somehow, so they create it in their head in a way. Yeah, but so for me, it's it's like way more uh, important and way more meaningful if they're actually able to figure out their own story and their own meaning behind it. Of course, that's kind of a cliche, but I mean, dude, like, why do you care what some guy that you're probably never gonna meet in your entire life what was in his mind when he was like painting the fucking three things on a pillar at Dono Canal, which yeah. are gonna pass by? I mean. <laughs> Of course, it's nice. It's yeah. nice that people care about it and they want to like dive deeper into mm-hmm. the story, know what's behind it. But as disappointing as it is, there's not much behind it on my end. You yeah. know, of course, like I have my own visual vocabulary. I have like certain elements that keep repeating themselves, and there probably is a meaning behind it. But it's not like some grand narrative. It's mm-hmm. not like me sitting fucking in the dark and I don't know, trying to figure out, okay, I want to say that war is bad. Yeah, What's the yeah. best three things yeah, that I can yeah. put together to, you know, mm-hmm. to fucking put this message forward somehow? Mm-hmm. You know, if I really wanted to say something like loud and clear, I would be just printing out and giving out pamphlets or some <laughs> yeah, shit, you yeah. know? Yeah. So how do you usually uh, like approach one of your illustrations? Like if you want to do something for, say it's not a client job, say yeah. it's just I'm going to go paint something yeah. by myself. Like how, uh, do you, how do you approach your so design? So there's, like, there's two aspects to this because as far as the, um, the technical aspect, I would say, so the, the ability to be able to, you know, to draw or to like present certain elements in a way where they're, easily you know identifiable it's really like a meticulous process for me because if i figure out that i don't know let's say i want to draw a fucking bucket i'm gonna do like 70 sketches of buckets from like you know different sides and shit just Mm -hmm. to figure out which which you know what looks best yeah but as far as why i decide to paint a fucking bucket i don't know (laughs) it usually you know it just comes in like weird random moments for me yeah so yeah, it's as 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 much as it is like very meticulously, I don't know, studied and like calculated on one hand. On the other hand, as far as you know, the composition or the subject subject matter is way more intuitive somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I I mean, again, I wouldn't like to like offend anybody or anything like that. But I'm I'm really not a huge fan of like you know this like very heavy handed way of trying to force some message yeah. with you know yeah, yeah. With, with very in a in a very obvious way. Yeah, I know that what you mean. Exactly. I mean for example, listen, I respect the shit out of like Obey and his, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. the, the skill and you know the, the the way to 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 like simplify things and objects in a very, very nice and like visually visually astounding yeah. graphic way. But as far as I mean, I don't really know if, they, if that guy believes that, I don't know, you can establish world peace by painting a fucking dove on a wall or something yeah, yeah. like that, you know? If it's a mar- marketing strategy, I respect the fuck out of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it's this, like, really naive concept that, you know, you can somehow engineer change changes in the world through art, I'm, you know, I'm not about that life. <laughs> but do you, do you sometimes go back and look at what you've painted and sketched and... and Look, reflect on yourself to realize why you painted it yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah. i mean you know it's it's not even like i go back but a lot of the times it just dawns on me i don't know a couple of a couple of days after you know mm-hmm. like a subconscious uh, yeah, yeah yeah that I, i'm just able to realize that ah, okay maybe this is because i don't know this happened a week before mm-hmm. and you know like simple shit like that mm-hmm. 
What I would say where I actually come back and try to figure things out is like, I really don't like repeating myself. Mm -hmm. So I, oftentimes when I have some sketch ready, I go back like four or five pieces and see if I'm not actually painting almost the same thing, but you know, yeah, just yeah. from a different angle, which also happens not quite a lot, but it happens from time to time. And yeah. I'm really, yeah, when I'm, I'm really fucking angry when this happens, <laughs> to be honest, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I'm also like quite, uh, I don't want to say tired, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to switch things up a little bit, but mm -hmm. somehow I'm not really able to either step out of this, I don't know, comfort zone or this like, you know, yeah. the, 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 the visual language that I was able to build up for myself, but yeah. I still want to change something. I don't know like how I can introduce the change still because like most of the times I try to do it, it just ends up being a complete failure in my eyes. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I know what you mean. It goes back to the painting that I was trying to do this abstract shit on. Yeah. I just ended up going back to my safe space, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's something yeah. that. It's hard. I don't know if anybody who's not an artist or uh, who does in, in some kind of creative field could understand that. But when you get in this safe, you know, this creative language, like you were saying, or the safe uh, space that you have, it's hard to break out of that. It, and it's it's a. I try to, I try different methods also to try to just to get out of it. But sometimes, yeah. You know. Yeah, but I I see your stuff changing. You know, at least. I would say you start introducing a lot of new elements because, for example, I, from what I noticed, you started doing these things with these like bunch of you know several cartoony characters, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of a separate thing. I actually started doing this to break myself out of drawing robots in the same position all the time. Yeah, because I yeah, started yeah. to. I was always drawing when I my first lines would always be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just try something else. And I just started to draw character, character, character. And now this is what I'm starting to do. And yeah. I'm still, it's starting to grow on me, but this was not, um, it's not at the point where I wanted to be at. Yeah. So sure, man. But sure. It, yeah, it's one of the methods that I was trying to get out, break out of. Yeah. Shit. I mean, you know, for me, for example, the, the really big thing that I was kind of afraid of always is like, I never wanted to be, I never wanted my style to be the outcome of my limitations so i never wanted to i don't know just draw a face from a side view because it's the only way i can draw a face in you know yeah i yeah. wanted to be able to like draw it from almost any angle and then like consciously be able to choose this one you mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. certain view because it's 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 just my favorite to do which which maybe isn't like readily visible for anybody that sees it from the outside not knowing the process but it was always very important for me but on the other hand, I feel like during the course of, you know, just meticulously studying and trying to sort of make things differently, you kind of lose the joy of it somehow. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. Which, for example, I feel like, again, going back to, you know, a, a lot of the people from, let's say, the... Uh, the people that I'm like closely associated with, the guys from the Oxymoron Gallery and shit mm -hmm. like that... Mm -hmm. I feel like most of them still has this like childlike joy and like, you know, freestyling and like, I don't know, just, ah, okay, I'm going to take this blue can and black and, you know, just fucking go just for do it. Something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've completely lost that, I would say. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And it's hard to get that 
back. There's ways to incorporate that and still feel like you're in a safe place, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. to be a little bit more free with like fill-in, for example, or background, it's something that's not so like bam in your face, but to like yeah, to yeah. try some different stuff. But Yeah, but for me, for example, now it takes me to a place where I'm actually wondering like maybe if I'm... If I'm always gonna end up being like trapped in this like little safe space or some shit, maybe I should just try something completely different. Mm-hmm. Not, not even I don't know, maybe not even like visual arts, but something completely different. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's like I don't want to say I'm in crisis right now, but I would say I'm. My interest in art is like the the loosest it's ever been probably in like many years right now. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a difficult position. You never because you never know how long that lasts, or you yeah, never know sure. you never sure. know what's gonna bring it back. And nobody's gonna bring you the answer, you know, <laughs> just know. like that. You have to write it out. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Else. Sure, man. Sure. You were talking earlier about being in a in a band and stuff. Yeah? <laughs> so it was just like, <laughs> no, no, dude, being in a band was more like. I was always the guy who would do, like I said, like graphics and shit like that. So okay. one of my friends, like, it was just a way of trying to work me into a band. So <laughs> I just ended up doing like some vocals, you know, mm-hmm. for like a hardcore punk band from uh, nice. like uh, a city. I was born in a different city than Stettin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old were you when you were doing this? Ooh, late teens, yeah, I would okay. say. I don't know. I was also the same. I was like at that same age. I was... Uh, I was singing for a punk band okay. in San Antonio, and yeah, there's nothing like. Did you play a lot of gigs like it's for the band or? We didn't play any, bro. We yeah, didn't okay, have a just, drummer. Just we didn't jam- have a drummer. Ah, okay, so just jamming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a loose band also, and I was just like, just being on stage and like screaming at the people like uh-huh. nonsense lyrics and shit. It was <laughs> the funnest I ever had in my life. Uh-huh. And, um, something something so freeing and just like. Exhilarating! It's amazing. But did San Antonio have a like large hardcore punk scene? Or? They have a they have a large hardcore uh, scene and um, yeah, also punk. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of uh, Latinos there, and they're like really okay. Yeah, like true. the younger Latinos. It's like growing up with them. It was like a hardcore. Like everybody. So so it's more the I don't know street street thuggish gangster yeah, sort yeah. of. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, it was really yeah. Like the the clubs that we were playing were really fucking run down and like okay, yeah. just really shitty and like the, the, uh, it, but it was so fucking cool, man. It was so much fun. Yeah, and you know, I feel like the this whole like DIY ethos is something that you carry on with you afterwards. Even, definitely, you know, yeah. you, even though I definitely don't like see myself as a piece as as a part of the 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 scene in any like you know significant way. Anymore. Anymore. about the art scene or the no the the, the, the punk scene the hardcore yeah, scene yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I haven't been part of the punk scene forever but I still hold it in my heart you know yeah like I mean you know I also like booked gigs for a while back in Stettin for mm-hmm. like smaller hardcore bands but that was mostly because I just wanted to do posters and I just wanted to have like <laughs> uh, a cool excuse to you know to be able to 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 just draw posters cool. which is pretty nice yeah. I also remember drawing posters for our bands and stuff and getting in trouble. Um, by the school for putting them everywhere. I had like I remember drawing like an anteater like with a with a a Glock in his snout, like like gonna blow its own brains out, and I got in so much trouble for that. It was like a big thing in our school because very conservative, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, everybody's worried about us. Like, what's wrong with this guy who drew this shit? I, was, like, I just thought it'd be cool. To, I don't know what the hell. Yeah. You don't think about it, you know. You just draw it and just like it's fucking cool looking. But uh, yeah, but also I feel like the. 
just to kind of tie it to Austria, the this whole piece of this art scene connected to like gig posters here is also pretty pretty big. Somehow. It's amazing, yeah. It's like what uh, Mikael Hackers. Yeah, doing. of course. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's amazing work. Like I, I love that. That's such a big thing, not just here, but also like worldwide. Like, but you ever good. wanted to like jump into that somehow, or like you never like even felt the the you know the, I, the I need actually, to. I never even really thought. I didn't really even realize um, that you can do that on your own. Okay. Until maybe a few years ago, when uh-huh. I was talking to Hacker about it, I thought that you know the descendants have to come to you and say, "Hey, make <laughs> hey, us a poster." Bro, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Dude, you're making posters for descendants. That's fucking awesome." <laughs> He's like, "No, I just made it, and I sell it. They sell it at their booth." <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And it wasn't until then when I realized, and um, but I, after that, it's not like I really thought, like, okay, I'm going to do this, but. Um, it's kind of like t-shirt design. I've always loved doing t-shirts design. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard thing. Um, I mean, dude, you know, to be completely honest, like at least the way I see it and the way I was always doing it, like t-shirts or posters, it's it's, it's not like a, a real way of making money. It's more like a you know a complimentary thing and just the way of promoting your stuff. True. More, yeah. You know, it's a cool, cool side thing that you can have and you know that people like and that I enjoy. But you know. Yeah. To be able to make a living out of just doing like I don't know skateboard designs, t-shirt designs, I I have you know the utmost respect for yeah. people who are able to pull it off. Yeah, I think the most, from what I see, I I mean, if you're not a super famous um, one-on artist and you want to sell t-shirts, I might have to cut all this shit out. But <laughs> <laughs> let's go, dude! Finally. But I, but I see a lot of. Uh, Oh, not a lot, but you know the artists who are just recreating other other people's artwork. Like uh, I'm gonna draw, um, going back to Mickey Mouse. I'm gonna draw Mickey Mouse in my style, and I'm gonna uh-huh. sell this as a T-shirt because Mickey Mouse is a relatable, as a known character, and you can sell that T-shirt a lot easier than selling like um, just something that nobody realizes. Yeah, but know? bro, to be honest, this is like right now with these times and you know the the whole the mechanics of like social media and everything mm-hmm. i see it as almost the only way to actually like be able to get i don't know quote unquote famous or something you have to get seen you like, just have to tap to some sort of you know i don't know again a vocabulary or like you know to be able to sort of attach yourself to a narrative that people already know and yeah. they have a certain you know certain feeling about it, certain attachment to. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, very easy example. And again, I respect the fuck out of that guy, but Lush, when he was in Vienna, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The way he operates is pretty much just just, just doing what I said, you know? He's just using the already existing, like, culture, whatever you want to call it, around memes and everything, mm -hmm. and just sort of using it to his advantage somehow. Yeah, 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 true. Of course, there, there is a, you know... The, there's a, a very important, certainly, a component of you know having the the right skill to be able to to paint it in the right way on walls. Yeah. But what you're doing is, I mean, dude, like Nitros does the same thing. He already takes you know like visual visual things that are already out there mm-hmm. and just apply your own like you know your own lens to it somehow yeah, to true, you know true. yeah like yeah. portray it in your own way. Which kind of makes it your own, but you're still using, you know, things that are already implanted in many people's heads, yeah. right? And yeah, I, I don't know. You're taking SpongeBob and you're dissecting him, mm-hmm. you, know, and, you know, all all these other like pop cultural icons that he's doing, like yeah. And many people do that, you know. There, I think yeah, there's there's a lot of people who do that actually, and 
it's definitely a way to get seen more, but I, I, I really hate that it is, you know, sometimes. I mean, I understand it. I love doing fan art also, you know. Yeah. But um, to, how do you break out of that? You know, like, uh, you see a lot of artists that are just, just known for that kind of style. They're paint. They're taking you know Simpsons or Looney Tunes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, painting yeah. that all the time. That's all. That's all they're known for. And now you're stuck in that that bubble. I mean, there's people who use it like Nitro. Who okay, I'm going to paint SpongeBob like this. Yeah. But that's not what he does. You can see another piece and know that's Nitro's also. But like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But there's other artists that are that are stuck in that. And I, it's you know they're they're famous. They're known for it. But you, there's only so much wiggle room you have in that. I think yeah. Yeah, but but like I said, I mean, listen, I I really think there's like a few people that are able to create their own narrative that that mm-hmm. is appealing to the extent that it maybe blows up and I don't know, maybe goes mainstream or like, you know, it gets a huge recognition, but mm-hmm. most of the time is just using an existing narrative and somehow spinning it to your own advantage, you know. Yeah, true. I feel like there's still probably room for that in Austria, but I'm not not tapped into the fucking the the Austrian pop culture politics or anything like that. So, and I, to be honest, I, I would think of it as pretty whack if somebody did that. But yeah, yeah, yeah I think there's enough pop culture that's uh, international to pull from. You know, to like focus. Yeah, but just I mean, dude, to be honest, I, is there anything that's like. Is is there some some sort of a pop cultural creation that's really cool that's from Austria as far as I don't know cartoons or something that you know of? Because I mean we're probably super ignorant and not the right people here to be having a conversation like that. But uh, I think you have to think more in the line of like the brand. So like Mana, for example, this or uh, Glock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, or like beer brands and like stuff that that's is more. I'm trying to think if there's anything spe- more specific, but you could always do an Arnie piece, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 true, true. But I think more people think of him as an American yeah, at this point. You yeah, know? that's true. But to be strictly Austrian, I think if you... Like, I did a logo for this for this podcast in the font. Uh, I created a font that looks like the... Do you know um, Frucade, this drink? It's like a, it's no. like a orange... No, no, It's no. like an orange... Um, Soda drink, and it, but it's made in Austria. And okay. So when I show when I show this sticker to an Austrian, they're like, "Oh, it's a like the frucata." That was a, so. It's like stuff like this, but it's more of the brands. I can't think of like actual uh, characters or something you could take. I'm really, dude. I'm really like disconnected from all of that. You yeah, know, me too. I sometimes feel bad because my German is not the best, but. Um, yeah, but dude, but like, why the fuck? I mean, in the end, you are in. You know let's say we are in a quote-unquote business where people it's not like you're trying to like go around and ask people for jobs like people come to you for a very specific thing so the way i see it it's also kind of if we do it we do it on my terms in a way as as holish as it sounds you know (laughs) like if i think as far as business goes yeah it has to be in english or you talk to my wife and and she'll tell me because there's a lot of stuff that gets lost in, in yeah exactly that. exactly because you know even if i w- and i kind of am able to you know like pass on the basic information i need to be fucking sure a hundred percent that i understood everything as far as you know the yeah. business side of the deal mm-hmm. because otherwise it, it won't end up good somehow true you know did you take any german classes I mean, I did have German classes back at high school, but like oh, okay. other than that, no. But you didn't try since you've been here. You know? 
no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really, man. I took a bunch. I put a lot of money into it. Really? But, and I think it was beneficial in the end because I did. it did force me to sit down and like read the text and analyze the text and write the text. Uh-huh. I don't r- read as much as I do unless it's like a will have You fucking read in German, bro? Unless it's when it's a Wilhelm like kind of uh, description, but I don't sit there and read a newspaper, for example. No, for for me, my fucking complete downfall and like you know the one of the biggest shitty things is like I know how to write in German and how mm-hmm. to structure sentences, mm-hmm. but still, what I end up doing is just writing it out in English, because putting it in translator, <laughs> there you go. and then checking yeah. if it like looks semi decent and yeah. acceptable, and I just you know I do the same. Yeah, when if I write back, I always will just translate it because it depends on how much I need to say. You know what I mean? If it's just something like kind of short, like, yeah, yeah I'll meet you here at this time. Um, to, I'll see you then. I, I could write that easily. But if it's something like, yeah, it, it yeah, it's something more intensive, then I have to really yeah. But it. for me, most importantly, is like I've pretty much abandoned the idea of being sorry or like <laughs> not being able to speak. Like you know, even dude, even like starting out, like trying to. Because I don't know, like three years ago, I actually started a formal account at, you know, Estebank, one of the banks here. Mm-hmm, yeah. I also just, I didn't even try to like pretend that I speak German. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. From the very beginning, I was just speaking English because I'm the customer. And yeah. like, if you want me to like, you know, use your bank and like use yeah. your services, then yeah. hey, kind of cater to my needs. Somehow, yeah. You yeah. Know? I know what you mean. Which, the only the only time it doesn't work is when you go to like like Billa or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can't just go there and start speaking English. And yeah, they're just like I don't care what you're saying. Yeah, or if you go, you know, to Betiaksamt or some shit and try yeah. to, you know, uh, if you want to get your visa renewed, forget about it. Yeah, no, shit. I mean, dude, I, I'm I'm luckily I'm not on that. You know, yeah. I'm not about the visa life. But yeah. but like your situation so after nightmare. being married is like what? It's, it's still not one hundred percent. I still have to go every three years to get a new visa but you are on the path of becoming a legit citizen somehow or are you i think like after I th- i'm not 100 but i think after i'm married for three five years something right. like this then i can get a maybe a 10-year visa or something but it's not i don't know when the permanent visa stuff it's so fucking complicated man honestly okay and i've never been able to understand it but luckily i've always had a little help from someone because if not, I would still just be visaless and just kind of like hiding or something. Okay. The first, like kind of like you, I think like the first year, year and a half, like I, after my tourist visa ran out, yes. I was just like, I don't know, I'm just here. I mean, what are they going to do? Come look for me? Like what's going to, I don't need to do anything officially. You know, I don't need to get an official job or anything. But so. when you were like doing commissions, you were just, you know, doing it kind of under the table. Yeah, under the like, table yeah. and stuff like that. It wasn't until I met uh, my wife where she was like, yeah, you need to like write a bill and we need to like establish this as like kind of a company thing to be self-employed and then you can, you can tell the visa office you're self-employed and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only downfall is that I can't, I couldn't really work officially for anybody. Which um, in the end you're not gonna probably. Yeah, so. and that was the yeah. whole reason I moved to Europe. It was one of the main reasons that I didn't want to have that to back up, back to fall back on. I guess. Yeah, but so interesting. What's interesting for me about that, like, how did you end end up picking Austria and why? Um, yeah, I just knew that I wanted to do art. You okay. know, I, I wanted to like pursue an art career, and I thought of who lives outside of the U.S. that I know who okay. can 
who I can kind of get a little assistance in that direction. And it was either uh, my friend, uh, friend of me, uh, who was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I know. He was living in, about, yeah. uh, he was living at Vietnam at the time. Okay. And I was going to, I was thinking about going to move there to be there. And uh, I knew Nitros. And so I asked, I was But like, you knew him personally from the Art Slam thing? Yeah, or? exactly. Oh, okay, okay. I had brought him over and we kind of, we weren't like the best friends, but I knew, okay, he's here and I can go here, hang out with him and maybe get into the art scene that way, which yeah. didn't happen that way, but you know, and okay. that was what was the, the reason I ended up coming here. It was either here or Vietnam, which both start with V, which is weird. A, yeah. But um, yeah, and that was how I ended up here pretty much. But you did you do a lot of like traveling around Europe since, you know, the, since coming here? Or? Yeah, that was the first two years. Uh, I did a residency in Spain Okay, and uh, and I imagine you speak Spanish a little bit, or even a little more, bit. Or? My okay. Spanish is worse than my German. It's really, all right, really bad. All right. And since I've learned German, my Spanish has gone to shit. <laughs> I can start a sentence and it ends up in German somehow. Like okay. my mind just goes <laughs> like it starts sparks coming out of my ears and shit. Dude, for me, on the side note, but for example, funny thing is like as far as how my brain works with languages. Last year, when I was at a festival in Russia, mm -hmm. again, the, the way my brain works is like, if we're not speaking Polish, which is my native language, we're probably speaking English, right? Yeah. And if it's none of the, the two, if it's none of these two, then yeah. it's probably German. So when I was in, in Russia mm -hmm. and I couldn't talk to, let's say I was in a restaurant and like, I, I would instantly recognize that none of these people speak neither English or like Polish. I would yeah. switch to German somehow, which is, you know, which is kind of a... On, a, on some unconscious level, like I, w I would be catching myself like starting sentences in German, trying to speak to these people. This is what happens to me when I go to S to Spain a lot, you know, uh -huh. or like Spanish speaking country. It's like my mind is like, ah, oh, it's a foreign language, German. Yeah, yeah, like it just yeah, clicks yeah, in. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, uh, and it's so embarrassing, but it's just like, okay, I just need to get through it. No, but for me, you know, the, the the biggest thing that I was never able to develop is like I'm not able to think in German. Like I'm, I'm easily able to, you know, like construct form sentences in mm -hmm. English and, and mm -hmm. in Polish almost, you know, on a similar level. And in German, it's always like, I first need to think. And the way I think in my head is, you know, let's say Polish, I need mm -hmm. to think of what I want to say and then, you know, Google translate it in my head. Yeah. 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 And with English, I've, I've never had that problem somehow, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, yeah. 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 I've, I've Sometimes find myself thinking in German, but it's only when I've been speaking German for for a little while. So if I go to um, Steinmark, for example, to go okay. see family there, then I'm like surrounded by German speakers. Nobody's speaking English, and my head is just like in that zone, and I get stuck there. And there was a short time where I where I dreamt in German. Okay, but it was when I was taking like Fuck intense. Dude, that's a trip. I was that's taking in, intense German classes at the time, okay. so it was like a lot of hours of like. Not just the class time, but the homework, and then it was like my mind was totally okay, Germanized. It was but, conquered. <laughs> but so, if I may ask, so on your wife's family side, like all of these people speak, or most of them English, or it's like you know you kind of try to uh, um, try to establish a <laughs> way of communicating, in, I don't know German or. It's funny because her parents speak German and okay. Spanish. Oh shit! Okay, but no, no, no okay. English at all. Okay, and also her grandparents, but speak German only. Um, but 
you know, the other members of her family speak English for the most part. Yeah. Her uncle doesn't speak any English, but when I'm hanging out with her family, with, with her mother and father, which is usually once a week maybe, then it's just I have to really communicate in German. Okay. And I'm hearing German all the time. Like, I mean, you can't get away from it here. Even oh, I've, I somehow do. Yeah, but. you somehow do. <laughs> no, but I mean, rec more recently, I've been helping out at a school as a native English speaker. Uh, so right. I am totally surrounded by um, kids speaking German all day, which is just my level of German, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah I get it. I get it. It's, uh, I'm totally um, into that. So it's, I'm surrounded by it quite often. No, one thing also with me that really fucks me up is like the basics. Like, like if I need to say something really basic, I feel like I can almost say it's so good that the people confuse me with like a semi, you know, native speaker. <laughs> yeah. And for example, I had this situation with, uh, you know, the dude doing like the boiler checkup, the Thermewartung, mm -hmm. Thermewartung. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the dude, like, we kind of did some, you know, back and forth in German. I understood everything. And it seemed like he understood everything I was saying. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, like, if I if I have a vacuum cleaner. So it was like, I don't know. Staubsauger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no fucking clue what he means. <laughs> and I say, ich weiß nicht. <laughs> and the dude, like, looks at me. Is he listening? Like, you fucking idiot. You don't know if you have a fucking vacuum cleaner. I don't live here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, okay, okay, okay. I just fucking Googled that shit and, you know, quickly figured out that I, in fact, do have a vacuum cleaner. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Staubsauger is also something that's stuck in my head right now. Yeah. I, I really hate getting to that point to where the conversation gets to where, like, I have to tell them, like, my German is yeah, not that good. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and it was fun, but, you know, we yeah. kind of need to, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get real now. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. need to. Yeah. Can you slow it down a little bit? Real life kicks in. <laughs> But I haven't really spent a significant amount of time anywhere. But I figured, like, Vienna's so central in, in Europe. If I need to be anywhere, I can get there pretty pretty easily within a few hours with a plane. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same. Like, as much as I don't know if I want to live here, I still kind of feel like it's a good, like, home base, you know. It's a good spot so, where yeah. you can, like, travel from and then just come back to decompress, you know, like, yeah. chill. Have a good life, eat good food, like fucking until it gets boring again. Yeah, yeah, true. Until winter comes and you're just like, fuck. Yeah, that's true, man. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I mean, luckily, like this winter, I was able to go to Brazil, which was really nice in a December. So oh, I nice. almost didn't experience winter somehow. What were you doing in Brazil? Just chilling, pretty much. Okay. I mean, so <laughs> there, there, there were some objectives, and I like planned, you know, I'm going to do all this shit because, you know, I'm. One of my good friends here from Vienna, Toby, he's like, shout out to Toby, Uwe mm -hmm. Life and shit. Like we do skateboards and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's like half Brazilian. His mom still lives there, his grandma and like that side of the family. Mm -hmm. So I just had, you know, I just had a place to crash and some contacts already. So I just went there. I had, of course, like some plans to like paint walls, go there and there and then like chill. So all in all, I feel like, you know, I kind of... I was kind of hoping I can do both too much and I ended up didn't doing enough of any of those, you know, yeah. I, di I didn't like enjoy myself enough and I didn't like paint enough somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's also, I mean, dude, I was only in Sao Paulo, but, uh, 
just the scale and the distances you have to travel every day to like get to where you want to get to is mm-hmm. like two, three. And I think the, 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 the most we spent in traffic was like five hours during one day. Damn. Yeah, so all like just stuck in Ubers, you know? That's So I was there like in total of 14 days and I ended up just painting one piece, man. Wow. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a pain. That's... Uh, yeah, so you really start to um, appreciate the public transport system yeah, that's that we have true. here in Vienna and th- Europe a lot. I yeah. think I've seen a statistic that only, I want to say, 30% of uh, people who live in Vienna actually own a car. I mean, that kind of sounds believable. I guess just in Vienna, I think a lot of people from outside Vienna come to Vienna with their cars. That's why it's so full. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the reason to have a car. If you're living like, a, you know, in Biesenberg or something, and you come here for work, then... Okay, yeah. Yeah, man, I kind of yeah, I kind of feel like I'm gonna gonna have to get it here at some point. But you know, like besides the odd job I get that you know requires mm-hmm. actually traveling outside of Vienna, like on yeah. a daily basis, like yeah, it's, fuck it's, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even you know. It's a waste of money, really. It's yeah. a waste of money, and it's a lot of yeah. It's a, the time you would end up, you know, like looking for parking spots and shit. True, like, true. I don't know, man. <laughs> so, what do you think about uh, like the commission work? So you do. You, do you do a lot of commission work or are you... Um, I mean, you know, I've, I'm also kind of... I try to be kind of picky about it, but in mm-hmm. the end, you know, if you, if you really, like, you know, if you need money, you're going you're gonna to take what's coming your way. But uh, the way I would ideally want to structure it is, like, you know, you're kind of able to, to do one big job for, like, you know, three, four months and then just fuck off and do whatever you want to. That's the best way That's to do it. That's the ideal if situation. It, if it works, yeah. Of course, it would also be nice if you know the 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 demand would be exclusively on the shit that you know that I want to do, but yeah. I don't think that's ever gonna be a reality. <laughs> like, quite frankly, because you know mm. you always have to kind of bend yourself to like you know the the, the clients the, wants and needs. Yeah, yeah, somehow. Yeah. But you know, at least at least what I feel comfortable with is like I already see that. I don't know, not not to sound cocky or anything. I have some sort of a brand in Vienna a little bit that people recognize my style. And even if it's not what I would ideally like to paint, at least like people, you know, appreciate how I'm able to paint shit. And they just ask me, you know, to paint like different stuff, but in a way that I would like to envision it you yeah, know, yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm able to do it as much as like I don't like necessarily enjoy a hundred percent of these jobs, and yeah. I don't you know enjoy every day that I go to 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 do a painting like mm-hmm. that. I know that I can do it to the extent to the extent where these people are happy. Are happy. I'm kind of happy because you know it looks good. It's yeah. not necessarily something that I'm gonna you know like walk around like flexing with like fucking I did you know yeah, whatever yeah. a yeah. swimming pool wall or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's you know, it's it's good. It's definitely uh, like you know, coming back to the beginning. Like one of the reasons why I moved here or why I decided to move out of Poland was to be able to like you know have a good life, have you know like a like a decent income mm-hmm. just from doing this. And I guess I'm able to like pull it off here, which is you know, which is nice. Yeah. What kind of jobs were you working before? Uh, I mean, you know, I did a little bit of like architecturing, architecturizing. Did any of your uh, plans come out to be like... uh, No, man, no, 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 no. no. I mean, listen, like when you're starting off, you're at a level where, you know, you do a tiny, teeny little piece of, you know, like a huge project, Mm -hmm. which means, I don't know, you end up 
drawing a piece of like a section of a bigger building or yeah. some shit like yeah, yeah. that, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you're doing some absolutely ba- basic bullshit, like, I don't know, like a roofing structure over a parking space or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that, you know? So it's it's never anything that's that's really uh, yeah. thrilling in in any way. Yeah, you know? yeah, that takes a lot of time to get to yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I I would say that I was lucky enough to uh, be able to make some money off of my drawing or my creative stuff, starting out from when I was a teenager. I would say, you know, oh, I, yeah. I would be able to get some money off of it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know. I never, I never had like a string of some wacky jobs that I can tell you about right <laughs> yeah. now somehow, you know. Yeah. But yeah, again, dude, like Vienna is. I really think it's a really, really good, comfortable, safe like place to live in. I'm mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. as much as I wouldn't like to like hurt anybody, I'm really sometimes. Um, I'm surprised, let's say, about people who have so many. I don't know, like grievances about like how bad life is here is yeah. just surprising to me you know in, in, in many ways but even the austrians would tell you that's part of their their culture is to always to, to always complain about everything no matter how good it is or. yeah but bro like and of course i'm like I'm, I'm exaggerating here but sometimes when i when i see the the, the kind of like complaints people have here for me it's like people living in like a four-star resort walking around and just trying to find different find reasons to knock it down to a three-star you know yeah yeah somehow (laughs) which again like i get it that every country has its problems like Mm -hmm. and of course this is not like the perfect place in like all 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 ways that you can think of but still you know Yeah. yeah but you know i i think that it's funny that you know just just based on what we've just said right now it's it's funny how you get used to all that shit that you know from the outside might look as like maybe not some of the most amazing but like really really fucking impressive stuff like all the old buildings history yeah. and everything and you know i've maybe kind of scratched the surface of <laughs> what it actually is over yeah. here you know i've been to a couple of museums but yeah. more or less you know i've just got accustomed to all of that shit and you know I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah it's i had to snap myself out of um being um, used to things. I don't know uh-huh. how else to say it. Um, just being curious about stuff more and more, or, or just realizing where I am. I, uh-huh. If that makes sense, because I I grew up like in the suburbs. You know what I mean. I didn't yeah. grow up in a city. Yeah. So, just walking to the studio from from my flat and and looking at the buildings around me and just realizing I'm in a city in Europe, and this building's fucking old and so beautiful with this architecture. Even though I see this building every day, yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. kind of. I I'm able to do it though still. I mean luckily, but I'm yeah. able to like see it in this kind of touristic eyes. Okay, that's way. cool. But um yeah because yeah. like I, I imagine even in the bigger cities in the states you're you don't have as much history looking down at you like from all these building sites and all that shit, right? You don't Yeah, I mean and not only that, it's like um even though things are different, there's still a, a big sense of familiar, familiar, familiarity, familiarity yeah. <laughs> to it because killing this shit. Yeah, exactly. Words. <laughs> um, because yeah, there's like the same stores that you have in San Antonio. You you see them in Chicago, for example. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, the restaurants are different and stuff, but you yeah. use the same money. We have the same. You still have this this uh, the sense of like it's familiar, yeah. but. Here, everything is fucking the language, the money, the fucking the streets, the buildings, fucking the air. Everything is different. You know, the way people 
ignore you. It's all different, you know? It's like... <laughs> but you really, really feel like people are more, I don't know, like cold or distant in a way or what? 100%. Really? Oh, okay. man. You haven't had this experience? or I mean, bro, I come from a place where people are four times as cold as <laughs> okay. and distant as so they this are is here. Like so, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a, you know. So people, yeah, I can understand. No, I'm coming from Texas where everybody's like super friendly. And okay. I mean, a lot. I hear especially Europeans that say like, yeah, Americans, especially Texas, it's it's like this fake fake positive fake yeah, yeah like they're they're saying hello they 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 ask you questions about your day but they don't really care about your day okay and I, i'm like that's just being nice man that's just being like at least a little bit uh, respectful and acknowledging that you're a human being on this uh-huh, earth and uh-huh. in front of you yeah i'd rather have that than than somebody just totally ignoring me 100% in front of me especially when it's a a, a transaction area like if you're at um, a billa or at a Bauhaus or something right. and you need to find something and, and you ask somebody where this thing is and you're totally ruining their fucking day because you asked them a question even though it's their fucking job this gets me so pissed off I don't know if you could hear it in my voice but every time and it's just there's no need for that but on okay. the other hand uh, when I first moved here I was like I kind of enjoy I kind of welcomed this uh this coldness like I kind of wanted to be detached and I didn't want people to talk to me because I wasn't from here and I didn't yeah, want them to yeah, speak yeah. to me in German yeah so this was actually a, a welcoming in the beginning that's, that's an interesting contrast for me because also a lot of Austrian friends that I have here think of me as you know the, the cold and distant <laughs> person so you know it's, it's it's interesting to hear because for me for example I would also find like a little little piece of this like fake politeness here with people somehow Yeah. And it's maybe not even to the extent as you're describing, but like, for example, what I find it here is people are way more easy to offend somehow. Mm -hmm. It's easier for them to feel offended in in many ways. It's like, you know, I don't know, like some complete bullshit uh, example, but let's say somebody asks you if you want some tea. Yeah, and it's not enough that you say no, thank you. Is like you gotta be like no, thank you. But I truly appreciate all the effort you put in, <laughs> like preparing this amazing <laughs> beverage, and like thank you very much. And perhaps in the future I would like some. <laughs> and otherwise, they just feel like you know. I, I just you know I just come from a culture when we're like very straightforward and maybe yeah. not you know not not use too many words. So yeah. Now. I've gotten, I think I've gotten a lot colder since I've moved here. Like okay. a lot of my uh, Southern charm is kind of like washed away in the, you know, in the rains of Vienna <laughs> and, and the snowy, is left in the snowy, muddy streets. Okay. Um, and it's not a bad thing because I kind of feel like I was always super uh, positive and super nice when I didn't have to be like kind of not over the top, but it's kind of allowed me to um, to step back a little bit yeah. and not, not have to feel like I have to be so friendly when it's like, I'm in Vienna, why am I trying to be so fucking friendly? Like, <laughs> nobody else is putting in the effort, so I don't have to. Dude, you know? I, w- I would really like to see you move in a, in a country that's way more, you know, in, in that direction <laughs> than Vienna somehow. Then, because, <laughs> yeah. It's just the way I grew up, I think. Just growing up in the South was... Yeah, so. yeah, I, I guess I can imagine it somehow. Growing up or, you know, like being a young man in the States, I, I imagine you went to some other cities as well. And w- did you find any place in the States more like Vienna, more similar to Vienna? No, no. I haven't found anything 
Vienna was total, a total culture shock for me, 100%. Okay. Everything about it was totally... And I moved around a lot because my, my father was in the army. Okay. So I didn't grow up in Texas. I grew up in... I, I spent the first five years of my life in Hawaii. Oh, And then shit. I spent okay. like, I don't know, another five years in Louisiana. And then I was in Georgia. Then eventually ended up Still in Texas. Still a southern gentleman. All in, all in the south, yeah. Yeah. But I... So I, I, I was used to being dropped in a whole new place and kind of trying yeah, to find yeah, yeah. find my way and find friends and figure out Yeah, shit. so I guess trying to adapt to a new place, you would kind of develop this mechanism of being nice to people because you want to, I don't know, get maybe accepted. Like, yeah, you put in, your you best know. foot forward and you, and you want to be surrounded by people who are also like in the same kind of temperament as you. you know, so... Um, is Hawaii? I mean, you were. I guess you were pretty I young. Was super young. Yeah, yeah. I, was, okay. I, I left there when I was five years old. So yeah, because I've obviously. I mean, not obviously, but I've never been to the states. Just wanted to ask: Is Hawaii, Hawaii is really so uh, famously hard or a tough place to grow up in? Grow up in somehow? I don't know. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I lived on a on an army base when I was there, and I yeah, said, yeah, so. yeah. But I just remember it was a lot of sun and a lot of beach. So All right, yeah. it was a nice uh, Fair enough. first five years in my life, but. Um. Yeah, that's all I remember. I've always wanted to go back, but it's just never happened. My sister was actually born there, and so I think she's been back once. <laughs> yeah. So going back to um, art, uh-huh. art topic. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. All um, right. Let's... So, what are your what are your thoughts on um, art advertisement? Like art as an advertisement. What do you mean? Like just painting murals for like commercial purposes or what? Yeah, like say, okay, um, A-Eins comes to you and they want a big mural made, but um, at the end, you know, you have to put the A-Eins logo in the middle of your character's forehead and, or onto the side. or And it's going to be a huge mural, but they're, 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 uh, it's obviously like a hand-painted billboard, but when you're... All you right, know, but you like, style. what are we doing exactly then? Is Ains trying to sort of use me and my artistic persona with my own, you know, personal creation and like just slap a fucking Ains logo onto it? Or are they just merely using me as a tool to produce something that's, you know, written somewhere on a brief by fucking Ains creative people? Both. <laughs> I don't know. Because for me, these are two, you know, entirely different situations. Because on one hand, you're kind of selling yourself and, you know, your own artistic persona. And on the other hand, you're merely a fucking a contractor. Yeah. Somehow, you know. No, I think it's more on the lines of um, you're in the scene. Mm-hmm. People know your style. And now mm-hmm. they want to use that style to, to promote their, their new data plan. Uh-huh. And you're going to paint this mural for them. They're going to pay you pretty good. And uh, what numbers are we talking? About? I don't know. The how numbers, many digits? But what is, uh, how much, what, what's the cost of your soul? <laughs> no, nah, listen, like, all in all, in general, I have nothing against people doing that. You know, yeah. I'm never going to judge anybody like fucking making their bread like that. It's like, it's hard it is as it is right now for anybody that's a creative person to, you know, to make a living like exactly. that. But, uh, what I would say uh, is like one person once told me is like everybody, in, let's say in this field again, at some point in their career, when you're going to be, let's say, peaking, mm-hmm. you're going to have the opportunity to sell out. 
If you decide to do it, just do it for as much money as fucking possible. Yeah, make it worth it. Yeah, just fucking just use the five minutes you got and then just you can do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> and let's say if I feel like I'm at the level where, uh, let's say, a lot of my artistic ambitions have been met somehow, mm -hmm. I have zero problem doing that. Yeah, yeah. Zero, absolutely none, dude. Mm -hmm. I can sign it like seven times on the forehead <laughs> of the character, <laughs> whatever. I don't care, literally. <laughs> yeah. You know, but let's say if, I, if I'm at a place right where I am right now and they offer me like some okay slash acceptable but not like mind-boggling amount mm -hmm. of money, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would do it because from my experience with companies like that, once they sort of... Um, Sorry, once you mm -hmm. qualify yourself as a person who does certain things for certain money, yeah. it's pretty hard to like get out of that, you know, to yeah. sort of get rid of this label and kind of level up in a way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like so, you know, let's say you're like, you agree to do a certain thing for, I don't know, like fucking 4,000 euros, mm -hmm. then it's going to be hard for you to all of a sudden ask for 10,000 euros. Even, yeah. even if you're going to say, hey, I did a festival here, here and here, and I'm so, so much more famous now. So many mm -hmm. more people know my stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, execs and companies, I don't think they like understand shit like that. No, no, no. Exactly. They're looking at the price point and yeah. Yeah. But like again, in the end, I, I just, one thing that I would really like to stress out is like I'm not gonna judge anybody doing that. Yeah, of course you have to make money somehow, and especially if you're an artist and this is what you do for a job is yeah. to create. But there's a certain balance, and there, it's a really tricky situation, like how you handle it or who you work with. Of course, of course, and you know what I gotta say is I've had I've have had jobs previously. Uh, where you know where people where I wouldn't sign the thing be, because I felt like it was like too influenced by the client somehow and I, and I didn't feel like it's my creation mm -hmm. anymore it was my my style but I would never I didn't feel like you know like something that's you know reflecting me yeah. as, as this yeah, yeah. like artistic personality and I just wouldn't sign it mm -hmm. and I could I could obviously see that the people were dissatisfied with that but like yeah. I, it is what it is you know yeah 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 if we're not talking about like fucking you know like nine figure deals or something i'm <laughs> i'm i'm always going to reserve the right to you know to do that to like kind of just say no in yeah. a way like yeah i can paint this thing for you just because you want it painted in a certain way but i'm not going to sort of attach my persona to it you mm -hmm. know yeah true because i feel like for you know for 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 people who do what we do is kind of this separation is a really hard thing to do because uh you, at least for example, in my case, because I, I consciously chose to sort of not disclose my personality as heavily. I don't show my face and everything. And it's not mm -hmm. because I'm fucking internationally wanted or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's, it's just because I want to have my private life somehow. But that kind of, on the other hand, makes makes it makes it in a way where people connect my artistic identity almost exclusively to the painting, right? Yeah. There's not a separate guy walking around that they can sort of, you know, ah, okay, that's the guy who painted this and he does this, this, and this. No, it's just the guy who does the paintings with, you know, the panels, the whatever, the comic book shapes, whatever. Yeah. So once you sign something, you, you're kind of all in on that. Yeah, you know? true. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I guess if I had more of a separation then I could, you know, 
I could just be this guy that people know that kind of makes pictures and the pictures have their own life. Mm-hmm. That would that would maybe somehow change the way I, I see it. But you know, the yeah. way the way as it is, like anything I do, I'm kind of all in. I would say mm-hmm. somehow. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about like? Would you have zero problem with like art advertisement? Yeah, yeah, like signing shit. You know, like again. No, it depends on what it is. Like, I don't. You know, I have my specific um, characters that I like yeah. to do, and um, if somebody approaches me and says, "I want you to do this uh, beatbot character yeah. um, holding a, a, a cola or something, or like I don't know, a Happy Day yeah, Roush yeah, yeah. drink," okay, and then I'll sign it. I mean, because my character, you know, yeah. obviously. But if it's like, yeah, I but, want you but, to so again, it's, it's kind of your IP, right? It's your intellectual yeah. property. It's the you know your narrative somehow that you're. You're kind of endorsing somebody else's product, right? Exactly. Like, At the same time, your your brand you, your brand is also being shown, you know. So, yeah, exactly. And so when it's that that harmonious, uh, you know, intersection there, then it's it's no problem. But if it's like, hey, I, you know, I want you to paint this this um, I don't know this character, but like in your style, yeah, 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 you know, stuff like that. But it's not like what I want. I would never draw this character, or you know, I want you to draw our logo, but like. Yeah. Cool. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to sign that. You know. I mean, unless it's. It depends on what it is, but if yeah, that might be a bad example. So if, like if if uh, Starbucks came to you and they're like, hey, I want you to do this our logo, but like in your style, but then of course I would sign that. But yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. But if it's like, I don't know. One thing that comes to my mind now that I would say I need to clarify is I would probably, I did once in the past. I would never do any like politically connected politically affiliated stuff like mm-hmm. anything I don't know like anything having to do with any election political party or anything like that mm-hmm. because back in the day I painted Van der Bellen once but that was that was exclusively for like a I was connected to like a beer brand campaign or, or some shit like that that okay. was in the very beginning and to be quite honest I just needed the money but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I generally try to, you know, just stay away, stay out of politics, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a smart, smart, smart choice. Yeah, especially yeah. since I have almost no clue what's going on in Austrian politics. Same to here. Be honest, I have know? no connection to it. Just people tell me what's good, what's bad. I'm like, okay, if you say so. I don't know. So can I still drink beer on the street? Am I okay? All right. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Is drinking in public legal? I mean, it depends on the state, right? In 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 the U.S. or yeah, I mean, there? if you're I mean, in, you have the brown paper bags and shit, but it's still not technically legal. But if you're like in Los Angeles, for example, you want to drink a forty, you want to drink a forty, you can drink all you want on the streets in, in Los Angeles. But other, it it varies state to state because every right, state is yeah. its own. Yeah. Governance, you know, they can yeah 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 so, yeah. yeah. And Poland is completely forbidden really? for a reason, I guess. Yeah, is it too much? Too bad. We don't handle our alcohol too too well, <laughs> I guess, in 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 a public setting. Yeah. Somehow, more yeah. often than not, it ends up in uh, in chaos. Yeah, and that's probably a good rule then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for your best interest. Yeah, Crazy I mean, Austrian seems to be pretty chill in that regard. I mean, I've never seen a, a like any any sort of a street fight or anything like that. I've never. I, don't know, I think it's gotten so it's so much of the culture here that you just see like five guys sitting there near a bench getting drunk, like starting at nine in the morning till the afternoon, and they're just sitting there. You never see them move, except they go to get another beer, and there's no 
drama unless it gets, you know of course from what i've seen and i'm living in the 20th district and this is like yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of good little spots for for people to sit and drink so did you have a, you had an exhibition at oxymoron bro that was 2000 what 2016 2015 was that your last exhibition i had like a, i was a piece of this like series of little pop-up exhibitions at the new oxymoron at uh, lindengasse but i'm to be to be quite honest i'm not really I'm, I'm, it's, it's not a big goal for me to have exhibitions mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like, again, like I said, I don't feel entirely comfortable with like how I'm painting right now. That's one thing. And the other thing is like, I really feel that I can get more eyes on my work, on my work, just painting a Dono Canal or wherever, you yeah, know? Yeah. And uh, if I wanted to do an exhibition, I would want it to be like one, you know, like cohesive body of work. Yeah, yeah. Which I would really need to take out, I don't know, a month or two or three out of, yeah, my, of my fucking year to be able to just exclusively focus on that. Yeah, yeah. And even though, like, considering what has been happening in the world, I've mm-hmm. probably had the opportunity to do just that. I <laughs> yeah. just didn't do it somehow. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, it's, it's not a big, like, goal for me to, 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 to get you know exhibitions in Vienna somehow mm-hmm. and, and like no disrespect to anybody that's doing just that it's yeah. just you know not how I think of like exposing my work mm-hmm. to people somehow. Are you more w- going along the sides of doing prints and then um, and designs this way, like I'm, to make money with your art? I mean, because painting on the canal. I mean, no, bro. I'm listen. Yeah. Quite to be quite 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 honest and to put it quite simple, I I make my I make most of my money just doing big commissions. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Again, like T-shirts, prints is a fun thing. It's a cool thing to promote your work. It's a cool thing to you know like take with you. Let's say when I'm going to Brazil, I can take four or five, six prints, either sell them, give them out to people, just you know leave my mark over there in a mm-hmm. in, in in a way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, other than that, is like. Most of my time and you know my 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 uh, mental capacity that's geared towards making art is is just I'm just focused on you know figuring out what I want to paint on walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I was also spending so much time just focusing on 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 personal wall painting because it's just it's like what I need to do to like express myself and it's just so much fun for me. And then I realized like shit, I'm not even in the studio painting here. I can be painting here. And making money on on my paintings, like selling them, or yeah. <laughs> instead of going out, and I I don't need a studio if I'm just going to be outside all the time. So yeah, but see, that, so that's for example for me. On one hand, it would be nice to have a studio, but on the other hand, it's like most of my time I'm just sketching on my tablet or mm-hmm. my iPad, and I just need a fucking couch or a table for that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. If somebody like commissions me with a canvas, I'm I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna fucking have to, you know, like cover half of my flat in fucking plastic wrap or something and just do that shit. And that's how I've been doing it so far. But, you know, what what ties directly into that is like, I've been also thinking about how much longer can I just keep painting big walls because... And I'm pretty sure you somehow feel it as well. But for me, for example, after I'm done with like a you know a, a project that would take me let's say one week of just mm-hmm. working every day like bro i'm broken physically yeah totally like, done yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's like i have three four days i just need to you know just to do nothing decompress like fucking complain how my back hurts how yeah. my fucking shoulder hurts yeah so it comes with 
age. Yeah, but bro, so you gotta you gotta think like, okay, do I have ten years? Do I have fifteen years of doing just that somehow? You just need to get famous enough to where people are just painting your paintings for you. And you can just come <gasps> yeah, in and do the yeah. outlines. Bro, <laughs> other thing, if you really want to talk about art, NFTs. Oh, what man. What the fuck? Are you, so you haven't done any NFTs? No, nothing. I mean, listen, since my Instagram got blocked or like deactivated oh, formally, yeah. like I... But what, like, happen, what happened with that? Do you know what happened with your Instagram? I mean, I, I just have my suspicion, which is like, I guess what they're doing is like the... I don't know, the algorithm or whatever it is was like somehow trying to seek out people either using some sort of automated mechanism to get likes or follows mm-hmm. or just, and it was merely based on like too much activity connected to one account. Yeah. And my problem is I'm logged into, I'm logged into my Instagram. I had two cell phones, one cell phone, second cell phone, mm-hmm. my iPad. And then I also had my Instagram open in my web browser on my mm-hmm. computer. And mm-hmm. I had like 20 tabs of Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's specifically when it first happened, when I got the first message that something went wrong and we need your phone number to confirm something and something. Yeah. And of course, I, you know, I put in my phone number and the next day I just get a message that my account has been deactivated for, you know, violating terms and conditions. Yeah. So I I appealed that like five times and after that I and just fucking gave up. Shit. Yeah. And your new um, Instagram account is Indivism. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Put it in the description or something. I will I'll put it in the bottom. Yeah. Description. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. How, how it ties to NFTs. What I just wanted to say is you yeah. know all of all of what this is is just you know being able to somehow either monetize or utilize the fan base you already have and like since i don't really have any 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 you know like really substantial fan base or like people who follow me like what's the point of doing this right now i feel 100% um the same as you because of course if you're if you're nitros if you're if you have this huge fan base of, of people who are seeking your work and you have a team who's able to promote your work and to maybe animate it for you and also then fuck yeah man go mint that shit you know yeah, destroy yeah, the yeah. environment and and uh, make some money <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> no um no but it, it works that way but of course when it first came out there was this big you know this fomo everybody was having about it and yeah, they're like yeah, oh yeah. shit a friend of mine um it was the first one who started talking to me about it and he's like, yeah, I've started to mint my stuff and you should look into it. And I did all this research and I went in and started, even opened up a wallet and I'm like, okay, now I have to put my money into this digital currency and then how much percentage do I get back if I, and then I just, I turned it off and I said, okay, this uh-huh. is not for me right now. No, I mean, listen, I, I feel like there's definitely like a, a, a group of people who kind of exploded like just, just, you know, on just by doing NFTs or just by, you know, there's definitely people who've emerged and, you know, gotten their recognition through these platforms that, mm-hmm. you know, just focus on NFTs. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think that my art is like specifically well adjusted to that form. There's, I'm, from what I've seen, at least, it was more like a, a big focus on like animated moving stuff. Yeah. And shit like also that. Also music. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like a, a, a whole multimedia package, you know, mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. than just a still image of, you know, what, what what usually is the outcome of what we do. Yeah, yeah. But I still, you know, I'm still kind of keeping one eye open for that shit and, you know, considering maybe something in the future, I mean, it is a thing and I don't think it's going away at this point, you know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's it seems like it's... 
it's just gaining more steam as it goes along, but it's uh it's gonna take a while before a lot of uh like the investment starts to come out of uh, a lot of the stuff, especially yeah, yeah. a lot of the bugs get worked out and a lot of the just everybody who jumped on is now slowly falling off because they realize, oh, I'm not selling anything on this, and I just put all my money into cryptocurrency and like. Yeah, I mean, the the you know the guy who was I don't know the the fucking the poster boy for this thing, the people guy, yeah, right? He was yeah. like immensely popular way before that. Yeah, exactly. He was like fucking putting in work, like posting, like posting a new whatever image every animation Amazing every fucking day. So, work. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely mind blowing. But you know. This guy didn't just jump out of nowhere yeah, and yeah. Like fucking made made a buck, you know. No, he was working. This this platform was exactly for what yeah. he was doing. Yeah, was yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And there's a lot of artists who are now just trying to adapt to this new platform, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. But it's going to take a while before that becomes like something that's it's going to work. Yeah, but way. you know, all I'm saying is like, I guess you have to consider it as a possible future avenue for yourself since as we're speaking perhaps we're not able to physically be able to like keep up you know yeah the you know the the i don't know the same level of you know output mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somehow because i mean listen bro i'm i just want to chill by the pool when i'm 50 i don't know <laughs> i don't fucking know you could chill by the pool and make nfts on your ipad and yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but i can't chill by the pool and you know paint murals at the same time <laughs> but i don't think anybody in vienna did an nft right with their work yeah, I'm sure. Um, I mean, yeah, the Teodoro guy, right? The, Teodoro did it. Um, Boycott also did. Yeah, okay. He did one. Okay. Um, also uh, with music. Pretty cool little animation and uh, and some music that he created. Okay. Really cool. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's people that are that are getting into that, that field. So it's only time will tell what, I mean, I'm going to probably listen back to this in 10 years ago and I'm like, man, <laughs> fucking idiot you should have just fucking yeah i mean bro like thinking about you know why didn't you fucking buy bitcoin whatever it was six yeah. seven years ago right yeah but you think you're gonna be doing art until the fucking the very end of your you know conscious or uh until the very end until you're like physically able to yeah i do i don't yeah. know i don't know because for me like the you know when i reflect on it now and for example when i see how how invested I was in the music scene, like I'm saying, like I'm saying, like booking shows and like collecting vinyl and all that shit. It wasn't. It was completely un, incomprehensible for me to be able to, you know, I mean, to 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 imagine that I'm somehow removed from that. Mm-hmm. And now I I am somehow, and I I don't have many regrets, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can easily now see the same thing happening with art somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think as far as doing it. Um, full speed or trying to go in a certain direction with uh-huh. it. I don't know if I'll always be in that type of passion for it, but uh-huh. I know for sure that I'll always be um, like drawing or doing some kind of something creative. Do you draw every day? Almost every day, yeah. Fuck, man. Between 10 and 1 is uh-huh. usually my drawing time uh-huh. and my uh, my video game time. Okay. So I draw for about an hour, hour and a half, two hours, and then I... Play video games for six hours, draw yeah. for another half an hour. <laughs> and then I reward myself with a video game, which video games only came into... Uh, it's only been a recent thing for me because I before I was like, man, what a waste of time. Like, Why am I going to sit there and play, get so invested into a video game when I could uh-huh. be drawing? But now I'm totally like... 
especially since COVID, when I had this all this free time, I uh-huh. just got into playing, you know, The Witcher, and then I, oh, after shit, that, it kind of just went into you know, other it's things. It's a Polish IP, right? The Witcher. Really? Yeah, sure. You know that. Yeah, yeah, it's based on uh, So I have you to blame. <laughs> <laughs> the last fucking computer game I, I played was, I think, GTA San Andreas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. It was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> no, for me, it's like being here, like, let's say, like, staying at home. Mm-hmm. I'm, only if I have like some sort of a goal in my head, either if it's like, you know, I want to go out and paint a piece and I already have this like one concept that popped into my head, then I'm, I have zero problem working on it. I don't know, seven, eight hours a day. Yeah. But if I don't have an idea, I also, I do, I, I can't just do nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and be totally fine with it. Yeah. But on the other hand, when I'm traveling, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm completely, you know, if I don't do anything, I'm like, if I would go to Brazil and didn't paint anything or didn't like meet up with anyone and yeah. like, you know, let's establish some sort of a connection, I would feel like that's an opportunity wasted. Yeah. For sure. I, I also feel that too. Unless it's like a special, um, travel, like, like, I don't know, an anniversary or birthday for somebody else. But if I'm like, for me, like if I'm going somewhere, I'm like, I'm going to try to connect with somebody and paint. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's, yeah. what's cool about, um, that my wife is also painting so it's like she's also like yeah let's go find an abandoned place and paint so that helps out a lot but but i also like like you were saying before like i also go through these periods where i have no ambition to paint and or to draw and i i'm kicking myself i'm like what the fuck is i'm broken and like you know when's it coming back i know it's coming back but what's going to spark that uh yeah that creativity in me and that'll happen for like weeks where i don't where I try to draw, but it's not working, and I'm just and I, I just have to wait for it. I have to kind of be patient with myself, and that's that's a hard time. Yeah, man. I mean, because like thinking back now, when I was you know, when I was let's say in my early twenties, it, it would also be pretty hard for me to imagine a, a day where I wouldn't do something creatively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to turn this into, you know, like a complaining fest, <laughs> like boomer fucking Welcome disappointed to with his art career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, you know, I guess that's that's maybe the, the natural way somehow this thing goes. Yeah, it's hard to be on all the time. Even musician or any kind of creative field, you have to kind of, you have to cool the jets a little bit and you have to refill the tank, you know, so... Um, it's a natural part of it, but it's not, doesn't make it easier to know that, you know, it's like, uh-huh. especially, especially now with, uh, with Instagram and all this stuff where you see everyone creating, it seems like all the time. And it's hard to like turn that part of your brain off, you know, it's really, uh, for me at least, like it's, I have to just, but do you, do you catch yourself, for example, um, when thinking of concepts for new shit to paint or to, to do, do you catch yourself like, thinking of it in terms if it's going to get likes or if it's going to be popular or if people are going to like it? Initially, no. I think initially I just start with a random sketch and I kind of uh-huh. go with it without any um, clear idea of what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Like maybe it's I saw a, a position or something influenced me and then I start to go with it and while I develop it, maybe while I'm done with it uh-huh. or while I'm working on it, I'm wondering what what is... Are people going to like it? But... This is a part of me that I, I don't like so much, but I don't know. How, it's it's kind of important if you want to make money too. So. Sure, sure. Um, or if you see a certain piece working, you try to figure out what what made it click so good. You yeah. know, 
there's pieces that, that I do that I did a lot of, I've made a lot of work on. In the end, I'm not as satisfied as something that I did that I don't see any future in it, but I'm so satisfied painting it and finishing it, uh-huh. but I don't know where to go with it. I can't do it again. You know what I mean? It's like the way I did this, I don't know what it was, the way this form was, but it's, it's done now. It's there. What am I, what can I do now? How can I find that same feeling? What's good for me now, since my Instagram got, you know, blocked is like, I can paint the same shit over now, just better because people <laughs> don't remember it anyways. And they can't go back and like, exactly. It's not posted anywhere else. I'm just going to repaint all the old ideas that work just fucking better. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's a lot of artists that, that paint things over and over again in different ways. Yeah, and I, th- I think in the end, that's, you know, that's, that's that's what we call your you know your the, the your formula the fucking the, the thing that works. I it's mean the brand. Yes, the I mean you know, of course, as much as um, I somehow don't feel like I'm exactly a part of the graffiti scene. If we consider graffiti the art of writing your name, mm-hmm. like all it also is like figuring out a formula. You know your letters, your, your letters, your style, and just putting small tweaks on it, and mm-hmm. you know just repeating it. You know sort of i don't know sharpening the blade whatever yeah yeah somehow just putting your stamp all over the place everywhere yeah and the most um unique and like most visible places you can yeah 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 but do you for example do you see yourself as part of the graffiti scene or like you know because i i see you're like experimenting with letters from time to time yeah i think letters for me was always a scary thing because um i've never been able to my handwriting is shit my my the people that i like my wife and specifically like studied typography you know so like oh, i'm shit. when i i'm always thinking of like oh shit the spacing so i i like to use so letters you have a hidden folder from your wife of your like <laughs> handwriting and like letter yeah. experiments it's letters and porn that's all. <laughs> but uh yeah so like so now when i do letters i just try to make them as like weird and abstract as possible uh-huh. i don't but i i do it always in cooperation with my character you know so, yeah 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 um it and this only came about as like trying to do pieces that are longer because it for i was so long trying trying to find walls that are higher so i can do a full yeah, character so that, that's what i said with me you know me yeah. coming up with these panels the same thing is like yeah. i don't know how to you know like nicely fill in a very horizontal space somehow yeah, yeah but it's a whole new f- i find I find a lot of pleasure doing the, the letters now, but it's 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 just trying to find a fun way to co- um, coordinate that with my character, and that this is like always has to be the the main focus is the character, and the letters are always like the the side dishes, I guess you could say. I guess for me, the the biggest problem is like I never thought about my name being something that people would read or speak, you know, or say out loud. <laughs> So I, I I also don't really know how to say it out loud, and I don't even you know. <laughs> yeah, because they say it different in German than they would in, in, in English. Bro, I don't, I don't. It's a mess. It's just too late to change it. So you know, <laughs> I just go with it. You can, yeah, you can change it. Just don't tell anybody you changed it, and just be a whole new persona. Yeah, yeah, but you know, <laughs> at this point, I also really think that you know, if I wanted, which is kind of cool in the formula, I, I, I think, which I developed right now, as much as I don't like parts of it, is like, I could probably just, you know, keep on painting what I'm painting and leave this, like, the, the name box empty and probably a lot of people would know that it's mine somehow. Somebody will come along and just write their name in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's <laughs> but yeah, true. That's true. But yeah, you're true, you're right. 
And that's what, like, obviously, I didn't choose my name in, in for uh, graffiti purposes. Well, yeah, it's kind of long. It's a long ass fucking name, but I do love the letters in it, and um, and so, I, and I've realized that I could just focus on one, either deadbeat or hero, yeah, and it's fine, you know. Uh-huh. So, and I like just working with four letters. So, but do you, you know, do do you? I don't know. Do you follow a lot of like you know, or do you do you look for inspiration for other people who do letters, or do you try to you know like exclusively just kind of form your own ideas like based on you know this like visual world that you surround yourself with? Do you do you pull a lot of inspiration from like you know the classic graffiti for letters, or I don't at all. I mean, I just I don't. I feel like that's so. This is another uh, league, you know, like this yeah. is uh, the wild. It started from the wild style. And then when you see people who are doing like just really like ruin, for example, these like one line ones. Yeah, and, yeah, and then yeah, you see yeah, like yeah. Perk Up just doing like the, his style. It's like it's so not what I do. But yeah. like so I know my character as like a physical form. And so my letters should also be kind of a physical form with it or at uh-huh. least a, a, a tangible form for the characters in a way. Okay. So, but I don't really think of it so much. I just, with the iPad, the Procreate, you can kind of like just make a random swivel line and then hold it and then it makes like yeah, these yeah, sharp yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'll yeah. take that and I'll form my letters from that sometimes. Okay, interesting. That's just for, and that's just like a practice for me. So how can I make this weird random set of straight uh, pointed lines my letters? And since it's, if I only work with four letters, it's pretty pretty easy. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's fun to kind of shape it in that I guess I'm also experimenting with these more organic shapes now a little bit just to just to play around. But, but so that that's still something that you want to sort of that's that's a direction you want to go into in some way. That's my skateboarding, man. That's my like going out doing yeah, something yeah, for yeah, for yeah. fun, just for me, just to experiment. And because I don't see myself making money with that at all, but it's more for it's more just from from. But it does. It's not a waste, you know. It's all, all that is just learning new techniques and learning um, how to to incorporate uh, different elements into your to your monetary work. You know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But, but you know what? I, what I think uh, connected to that is uh, that Vienna is open enough that you know there is space for people to even try to make experiments like that. Because let's say from the uh, the part of Poland where I where I come from, like you know, trying to experiment with letters in this more like kooky, weird, I don't know, comic booky like way. There's not really a lot of acceptance for that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll stay out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Vienna is, you know, with its whole like sort of anti-styly, weird, artsy. Mm. There's all kinds of shit that kind of fits in here. Nice. Yeah, that's somehow. true. That's true. You see so many different styles just going down the canal in one day, like. But it's also because you get so many influences because you're so you're surrounded by so many different countries. It's like, it's just uh, it's definite that everybody's gonna it's all gonna bleed into each other, you know. Yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because for me, for example, the the I would say the the moment I I was becoming like aware of like graffiti, you know, and and its you know um, significance was probably connected to like hardcore and like all that Mm -hmm. stylistic that comes with it you know the nyhc and all that shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was a lot of there was a heavy graffiti component in that somehow yeah which is kind of interesting because i don't think that i would probably say most of europe graffiti is is almost exclusively tied to you know to hip-hop and like the rap scene somehow Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i don't think there's any like connection between between like hardcore and graffiti 
that much here. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of artists who don't have any connection to to graf- to hip hop or graffiti, but I mean to hip hop. Uh huh. But they paint graffiti, but they're listening to like punk and all this stuff. Like, uh, I mean, not graffiti in the classical sense, but more like a little bit like more stencil work. All for right, example. yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's yeah, always yeah, gonna yeah, pop. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is like hand in hand. Yeah. Punk rock uh, stencil work and yeah, and that's probably just also by by the fact by the virtue of the fact that there's not not the subcultures don't really exist anymore that that you know in, in a very not if you know, used to maybe yeah. or at least not the ones that we're aware of because we're we're old fucks I guess yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so what were your major like influences like in art like growing up and stuff oh bro like probably from from the earliest days that. It was comic books, but, you know, we didn't... I mean, I grew up late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. I would say these were the formative years. So uh, we didn't really... Because uh, we didn't get a lot of, you know, the Western shit as far as comic books go. So mm-hmm. there's these really specific, like, comic book heroes and, like, series that are, you know, exclusively Polish. And I don't think they were ever translated <laughs> or, you know, got out of there. Yeah. Like, you know, like the fucking uh, socialist uh, police fucking lieutenant solving socialist <laughs> crimes and shit like that. <laughs> so definitely comic books like that. And, mm. you know, later on in the early 90s, we would get, you know, a little bit of the classic Batman, Superman and all that, you know, all the classic stuff. So nice. as much as I could, I would, you know, I would kind of dive into that. Uh and yeah, I would say the besides the comic books, the other really significant formative component was just artwork connected with music. You know, mm-hmm. that that was really really a big thing for me because like as album I said, covers. And yeah, exactly, posters. exactly. I mean, dude, like, of course you remember that. I remember that. Many people might not remember that, but there were times where you know you can like just check out an album like just like that before buying it so many times dude i would just buy buy albums based on the cover art yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i remember that Going through the used CD bins and just yeah, like, like yeah, or even cassette tapes, bro. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that was you know like art was always the kind of the 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 first magnet, the thing that you know that was kind of the 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 leading I don't know, uh, the leading creative or like yeah, just 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 you know it was always kind of my, my compass was always kind of oriented just by artwork somehow mm-hmm. you know. So all these like classic, I also I also had an you know like a episode or like a extended episode of like listening to metal. I still listen to metal like Slayer and all that shit. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a lot of just like classic album covers like that. And yeah, I would say these two things mashed together is kind of what what made me be the artist I am right now because I don't really follow comic books that much anymore. Which yeah, it's is, hard you know, to yeah. I mean, a lot of the times where I go somewhere, when I go abroad, people oftentimes, like, I don't know, give me comic books and mm-hmm. shit, you know, just local stuff, like, thinking that I'm this, like, huge comic book buff, which mm-hmm. is, like, you know, it's nice, of course, but I, I can't say that I don't care. It's nice, but uh, I don't have much use for that, you know, yeah, yeah. somehow. Yeah. Like I was saying in the beginning, people people often like need to feel the need to ascribe like a narrative or a deeper meaning to my stuff, and it's not exactly that way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's not a comic book, and 
also many people oftentimes like ask me if I ever thought of like you know making a comic book of my own I'm like no yeah I yeah mean, I kind of you know I kind of had the idea bounce around my head a couple of times but it's just again I would much rather work on one big thing than mm -hmm. you know like draw 70 pages of like the same character over and over yeah, yeah. again somehow yeah yeah and but the people who can do that are just so uh, like it's it yeah, blows I mean, my mind dude if, if you think of the work output of like Jack Kirby or like you know yeah. people of that caliber is like it's, it's it's fucking astonishing but uh yeah, but um, like even, I mean, Jack Kirby also wrote and and drew a lot yeah, of his comics. Yeah. But there's the people who do this independent comics. It's just like, it's it's amazing. Like to be able to have that kind of commitment to have the story and then to draw the story out to where it's like understandable and and visually appealing. And story also has to be interesting. Yeah, it's always something that I've. I always thought that I would go in that direction, but um, in the end, like just like you said, drawing the same character in different perspectives and, and doing all this stuff was just like, fuck. Man, it's not like, fun, man. It's yeah, it's a lot doesn't of doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> Let no. me just tell you the premise of my comic and you can tell me, <laughs> you know, how you, how much you like it. You were talking about, uh, like, listening to metal and stuff like that, but, uh, like, I recently rewatched this documentary, um, The Decline of Western Civilization. Did you watch this? No, no, no. What's interesting for me, as limited as my interest in it is, like, the, the modern, like, hip-hop or, like, rap scene, mm -hmm. it really kind of, it's an interesting mix of this, like, kind of metally outcast, weirdo aesthetic that yeah. kind of creeped into, you know, this whole... Like Little Nas is yeah. also like super crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just weirdo shit. Yeah, would, yeah. I guess it wouldn't be easily accepted, you know, in the eighties or early nineties. No. Somehow, I mean, you saw how the, the evolution of like Outkast, for example, like yeah, how they yeah, just went yeah. like Andre two thousand just went like I'm going fucking three thousand style, like two, like yeah, yeah. But now it just seems just weird nerdy Outkast kids that mm -hmm. are the popular ones somehow, which is yeah. a weird flip. Maybe it was also the like I think a push from like Wu-Tang when you saw like like these guys also break out in their own things and they were just like coming out just totally fucking unapologetically like fucking wild style crazy shit yeah but I would imagine a lot of these young rappers probably some of them don't even know about Wu-Tang I would say I would, that's I would. impossible <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you would at least know uh, like one member of, of Wu Tang Clan, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe. But yeah, maybe. I, I see a, like a ten year old kid wearing a Nirvana shirt, and I'm like, you don't even know what. The, but that was the yeah. Same. But, but then again, the kid has the f absolutely full right to not know. And no, he doesn't. Shirt, he know? does not. <laughs> so I need to educate that kid. Exactly. <laughs> That's the Let wrong. him know what time it is. <laughs> You're gonna watch this unplug session. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that sweater. Yeah, no, I, was, I just think it's kind of endearing, you know, when I see kids wearing T-shirts like that, you know. Yeah, it's totally accepted. It's totally fine. But it's just weird that now that is the classic rock. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like, yeah, it's. I find it a lot harder now to to discover new music as a thing. It's I think, it's, dude. For me, music now is just exclusively background noise. To be yeah. quite honest, yeah, yeah. It's not like I take the time out of my day to just sit down and you know exclusively just listen to a record. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like always when I'm doing something and then I'm thinking, okay, okay maybe on. I can check out this or this and just yeah. play it on Spotify. I don't even own a record player anymore. Yeah, yeah. There was a time when I was 
um, listening to music all the time when I was on the public transport, every time I was going somewhere, but I yeah. don't do that anymore. No? No, not really. I listen to music a lot when I'm in the studio or if I'm, if I'm painting, it's usually a podcast, but, um, and a lot of this, like just a rotation of all the albums that I have, you know, yeah, so yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. anything new, but if I see that like on iTunes that there's like an, a band that I know has a new album, of course I'll pop it in and. Or download it and check it out. For me to tie it to art at least a little bit. Bring it back. Yeah. I would say that there's like two different mindsets I have when I'm painting, at least as far as walls go. Mm -hmm. And like when I'm in this creative mode where I really need to think about like proportions and doing things right, I'm not able to listen to music completely. Mm -hmm. I have to be, you know, I have to be focused. I have to be here and now in the moment. Yeah, I know what you mean. Otherwise, if it's just filling in or something like that, I yeah. kind of enjoy it, you know? No, but, it's same, same. Yeah, yeah but, but just, I also think because I've tried, you know, doing the fill-in and all that mindless stuff with and without music, and I'm much faster without music. Yeah, that's true. Also, myself, like yesterday I painted, and it wasn't like an exactly like a, I don't want to, like it wasn't a legal spot 100%. Yeah. It was like a, a gray area, but yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. put any music on, didn't have my headphones on, so I can, and I just painted the old, Went really fast, you know. I was also more concentrated on and more in the moment of what I was doing. There was a few times where I was like, "Man, I should put some music on," but I was like, "I can't. It's no problem. I just get painting." So it depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, I guess when painting, especially in these like kind of gray areas, like you just described, it's kind of important to be faster. Get in, and get out. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna lie that this factor also did not somehow affect the way I paint right now because. Mm-hmm. I also feel when I look back at the things that I painted, like, I don't know, four years ago, one consistent direction that I'm going towards is also simplifying shit Mm -hmm, somehow. mm -hmm. You know, it's just uh, the question of figuring out a visual language where I can draw a shape and it reads as the shape that I want it to read as, you know? Like, for example, with, like, old school tattooing, like, you know, like, for example, this, and I'm, for the people just listening, I'm showing a tattoo that I have, like, you know mm-hmm. that this is fire, right? Yeah. Even yeah, though yeah. fire doesn't look like that. It's yeah, just yeah. a couple of weird, like, pointy shapes, but mm-hmm. it reads as fire. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a question of being able to figure out your own visual language of shapes that's, you know, that's uh, communicative enough for people. Yeah. And it's minimalistic form as yeah, you can make yeah, it. Yeah, still, because yeah, Because the way I think about painting outside is like, it's not a museum like most of the people are not gonna like you know approach this and like look at it for five minutes mm-hmm. and look for details mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. for most of the people it's gonna be five seconds like yeah. boom you and you got him or you didn't get him yeah, somehow yeah. you know because there's like uh, 20 more pieces right next to it yeah to it's 20 at. more yeah. pieces next to it there's like traffic there's advertising they're in a hurry maybe yeah, on yeah. their phone yeah yeah that, and that's, for example, a contrast between the works that I do that end up being prints and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. is I can really just focus and, you know, just go into detail and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when I'm painting outside, it's much more important for me to be able to, that the thing that I'm doing is, you know, translatable, it's easy, easily readable yeah. as what I, what I want it to be. And yeah, that yeah. people, you know, understand at least what what visually what this is yeah, i'm not yeah. saying about like message or like anything like that yeah but, but just you know. the, what the object is supposed yeah, to be yeah, or yeah. what it's yeah, yeah so yeah. to be honest i think of it more and more i think about it as graphic design than like fine art painting yeah you know somehow. Yeah, yeah. 
True. Because it's just the language of shapes and colors, you know, mm-hmm. composition, really basic shit. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. True. But then again, for example, when you're doing bigger walls, you kind of would like to sort of, you know, apply this like fine art layer on top of this, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the very basic structure of shapes somehow. But yeah, that's another thing I guess <laughs> I struggle with. I feel like... Um, Trying to do a fine art painting on like an extremely extremely big scale is kind of missing the point a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple of people who I feel can do it, and it's like extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have the utmost respect for that. But it's like I don't know. It's like taking a fucking fucking I don't know a Volkswagen Golf on a fucking racing track. I mm-hmm. mean, it can go and it like it kind of works, but mm-hmm. it's not what it was meant for, you mm-hmm. know, somehow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's just me trying to explain my inability to do that somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I see what you mean, yeah. I, I, different, thing, different things work for different people. I guess. That's true. It, it all depends on what you're trying to convey to, the, to everyone, I guess. Cool, man. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yes, Fuck yeah, dude. About to listen to and, and redo. Is there anything you want anybody to know about right now, like what's coming up? Or, or? Bro, follow my Instagram with the new unpronounceable um, handle, yeah. which is going to be in the description somewhere. It's in the description down there, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Give me money. Stay <laughs> hydrated. Be good. Be good to each yeah, other. And don't necessarily uh, take everything seriously that was said during this podcast. Yes, everything here was just kind of said willy-nilly, and that's a, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for listening to this yeah, uh, but crazy conversation. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks, man. Re- really yeah. appreciate the uh, the invite. Of course, you were on a on a very short list that I had made when I first started making this uh, this idea for the podcast. So I'm okay. glad it actually glad to hear that came. I was in the. What, in the big league still ah, of course come on <laughs> but yeah I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing your next big uh, big piece uh, uh, next next year or so maybe let's see let's yeah. see Yeah. Good once man. we get me to 650 followers on Instagram maybe come on you heard him get those numbers up help him get yeah, those numbers up <laughs> let's go let's go <laughs> alright man well thanks a lot alright this man. was a pleasure thanks yeah. man thanks cheers bye everyone